KVJ. It's time to wake up and let the weirdness begin. It's the KVJ show. To start your morning, Kevin uh-huh. is the host. And his skin pigment is whiter than Casper the Ghost. Virginia <laughs> sounds like this. Nickname Vicious Beast. So don't get her pissed. This is Jason. Talks like a spaz. And he loves to talk about Bigfoot and stats. So get ready, here we go. You're listening to 97.9 with the KVJ show. Alrighty, hello and welcome to Fat Tuesday. Okay. Doesn't that have a nice ring to it? Let's get into it. Fat Tuesday. It is Mardi Gras. No Virginia, though, because, of course, she's in New Orleans. Saw her videos, though. Looks like she's having a bunch of fun, traipsing her kids all up and down Bourbon Street and wherever else they might be going. Did you check out our, our YouTube Live video? I didn't see that. How'd that go? I don't know. Did you get a chance to look at it? <laughs> I, I saw some of it. You saw some of it. Okay. Yeah. Virginia was having a live party yesterday from the French Quarter at her friend's bar, the three-legged dog. It looked like they were getting ready to get down. I know I, I know that okay. there's a lot of crawfish and a lot of Rocco. Okay. So Rocco was kind of taking it over? Yes. Okay. How was uh, Virginia? Because she said the mistake she made last year was she wasn't hammered enough to start the whole thing off. She, which... pe- she, pe- she seemed very sober to me. She did. She did. At least wow. to me, she. I didn't watch a lot of the okay. video though. Okay. So she hadn't gotten it going yet. All right. Well, it that's would appear up, that's up on our YouTube channel right now. It is. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll try to get to that. See what's uh, going on there, so you can catch a little bit of Virginia. We'll hopefully uh, be checking in with her here in just a bit as uh, she gets ready to rage. This would be day number three, I believe. Something like that. Yeah. She got there uh, late Friday, so Saturday, Sunday, Monday. This is day four. Wow. Okay. All right. So she's going to dial it up for day four. We'll check in with her from New Orleans here on your Fat Tuesday. And we're also going to uh, run down the things on our mind. If you are about trying to look your best and you are aging, that pretty much describes a lot of people out there. You definitely want to stick around for what I got on my mind coming up next. My KVJ show. What are you thinking about? What, what are you thinking about? What's on your mind? What you got in your mind today, Jaybird? Well, today I'm picking up my dad from the airport. He is visiting. Okay. And man, I am not good at picking people up at the airport. Why is that? Well, I just, I don't know the rules sometimes because when you go to pick up where people are arriving, Mm -hmm. cops sometimes will start to yell at you if you hang out too long. So if you're kind of hovering and waiting for someone to walk out and they're going, yeah, I'm walking out right now. I feel like you only got like a two second window before get going, get moving. Then you have to go all the way around. They do not let you wait. They don't let you wait. And I I guess you could pull over, but if there's nowhere to pull up, I'm just bad. I've been yelled at for pulling over in the airport. You're not supposed to pull over in the shoulder and wait anymore. They come through, they patrol. No, what they do is a lot of times they have a cell phone lot where you can go and chill and then when the person gets their bags, then they text you, and then you drive up, and then they'll be standing right out there, and you get them. See, that's why I bring this stuff up. I'm the world's yeah. worst traveler, and I am terrible at airports, but then I'll just keep on making yep. that, turn, that circle going around and yeah. around. I assume you're uh, landing at Palm Beach International? Yes, Palm Beach uh, International. Okay. I would like to go in there with a strategy in and out. Without me missing my dad and going around the bend about 30 times, and I'm trying to have no police yell at me. I hear you. I'd probably go to the drive shack, chill there in the parking lot. Your dad texts you when he gets his bag. 
Go I do the em. same thing. I usually wait in the Kennel Club parking lot yeah. when the flight's supposed to, and I just sit on my phone until I get a text. I think they used to have a lot, but I think it got moved or yeah, they removed I'd, it and something else went in there, maybe a gas station or I something. I don't think they have a lot anymore in the Palm Beach International. Yeah. So that's that's what I'd recommend. I appreciate it. Yeah. I do not like airports. Oh, dude, the only reason I developed that strategy was because I had done the same thing. I would just get looped constantly and yelled at by police, which I'm used to, but I don't like it. It's weird. I, I, I don't mind flying. Flying doesn't give me any anxiety. It's mm. the airport. Trying to get to all the gates and looking at... I know it doesn't sound like a big deal for most people. For a guy like me, it just is not my thing. Well, keep in mind, too, you're going to the chill airport. Palm Beach International is the chill one to go to. Fort Lauderdale is a oh solid step up. And then you go to Miami International oh. and forget about life. The one in Atlanta, I missed my... I was, I was on the oh, wrong... Atlanta Hartsfield's tough as the well. The wrong train. I, I, was, I had to yeah. ask people. I mean, if you can get through that thing, you can get through anything. That's one of the toughest, Chicago and Atlanta. If you can get through those two. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Me and Kevin did L.A. And that one seemed pretty overwhelming LAX. as well. LAX and, uh, yeah, you know, there's a couple in New York that are... Oh, there's one well. that's perpetually in construction. Which one is that? Uh, LaGuardia. That one's just <laughs> nonstop in construction. Uh-huh. It's always awful. Yeah, that, that always gets you. And I always feel like every time I go to take off, you know, my belt and all that, it's different every time. It is. The rules are different every single time. Same with the uh, security. Each place has their own security system. The one at Palm Beach International is pretty advanced, but if you yeah. go to any other airport, they're just the regular ones. It's weird. You, it, the rules change every time you go. Sometimes you got to take your belt off. Sometimes you got to leave your shoes on. I noticed that certain airports were not as tough as the other ones. Palm Beach International is pretty cush. No, it is. In fact, they had a listing of the best airports in the U.S., the Reader's Choice Awards from Condé Nast Traveler, and they have Palm Beach International number four for being the best airport in the U.S., They said flyers like the ease of getting in and out, the lack of lines and crowded gates, and the plentiful food and beverage options. Let me tell you, when I was doing that that challenge where I couldn't take off the Miami Dolphins cheerleading outfit, when I went into Palm Beach International Airport... It was a party, man. It was awesome. No other airport was like that. I can tell you that much. They, yeah. they really took me in. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Yeah, yeah Atlanta ain't like that. Yeah. yeah. It's a solid little place to go. Denny's, what you got in your mind today? So, Valentine's Day is coming up, so I was getting a gift for the wife. It's always tough to try to think of one, especially every year that goes oh, yeah. by. It just gets tougher and tougher. And mm-hmm. In a modern era, too, it's kind of tough to get gifts for anyone because... With Amazon, anyone could just order what the heck they want. So I came up with the idea to print a bunch of photos of Lachlan and Jen with the baby. Love it. And uh, I bought a picture frame, and I just I put all the photos into it. So I went to go print pictures, so I figured I'd go to one of the pharmacy slash you know, convenience store things they have, like mm-hmm. your Walgreens and your CVS. I don't know if you ever tried printing photos in there. It is hellish. <laughs> they just, no one will help yeah. you. The lady couldn't find the paper, so we couldn't even print it after an hour of trying to get my phone to connect to the machine. So I ended up just leaving, blah, blah, blah. That's I found a place, a one-hour photo. They printed the photos for me in less than 30 minutes. They said I could hang out and just wait, and they'll do them for me. It was so uh, inexpensive. It was so easy. So I was thinking, if anyone needs a really easy gift to give somebody that's kind of unique yeah. and cool... Print some photos, and I, they print everything. I, w- I guess I was just thrown off because I haven't been to a specialty store in a long right. time. One that is, a lot of times it's about the Walmarts and the stuff that has everything in one spot so you can save time. Mm-hmm. But if you go to a place that actually specializes in what they do, 
it's so effortless. I, I, I had such a great experience. I just couldn't believe that it could be so awful in one place. It's so easy in right. the next place. Such is life, sweet Denny's. It's just really uh, just, a, just a PSA, I guess, to everybody. Honestly, life is about knowing the little ins and outs about how and where to park for an airport. About yeah. how to get a good gift and oh, where to go. Denny's will nail it with his thing. I'm still gonna do it wrong at the airport. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> still not gonna. Still, still, still get, not gonna crush it. I'll still get yelled at by a cop. Still gonna have oh, a problem. They'll still yell at you. But yeah, I just I thought it was it was super easy, and I think that's a really cool gift to give somebody. It uh, is. I also got it from my family as well. Just a I, nice easy one that's not necessarily an Amazon gift. I remember being little and giving my mom a picture with. It's some kind of memory, water worked. It's always a good move. Oh. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, kind of a heads up here that as you get older, it's more and more and more important to do some kind of strength training. They say adults who don't do any strength training can lose as much as 4 to 6% of the muscle mass each decade. And it may not sound like a lot, but it really kind of is. Your strength just for mobility and walking and doing all kinds of things, it really starts to plummet. I can feel it. If I if I punch somebody, it would be as if mashed potatoes hit their oh, face. Your yeah. arm would shatter. <laughs> it's just not. Not a lot of strength. Oh, my gosh. Me either. And they've noticed now that starting as early as the age of 35, people can start losing 2% of their muscle mass each year. I will say, because I just crossed over into 40 last year, mm -hmm. and everything leading up to it, I didn't really feel any differences in my body. Once I hit 40, it's just funny. You just feel a couple things change. Each decade, it's That's, pretty, So yeah. from here on out, I think each decade, you feel yeah. just a little bit of a shift. Yeah. So I've been trying to stretch more. I do like kind of what Virginia does, where That's I do good. the squats in the, bat, in the shower yeah. while I'm showering. I just, anywhere I can squeeze it in, because I'm not necessarily a workout person, so I have to just incorporated into my day yeah it really isn't much i think that's what happens for a lot of people they just don't know how to work out and it's just daunting it feels like a ton mm -hmm. and you do if you can do two or three push-ups whatever you can muster if you can do a few sit-ups if heaven forbid you can do a uh, a pull-up or dips even you can do on a chair mm -hmm. uh just those kind of like simple things and just doing squats or you can do kind of like a walking lunge mm -hmm. where you just walk and you have each knee touch the ground those kind of things are really big for doing it it could take you five minutes a day to do this that's all it is I five minutes and it's you're doing something that's making a change it is yeah, it's making let, a change let's not kid ourselves push-ups suck and pull-ups might be even worse i mean they're pull, terrible pull-ups pull are so yeah. hard pull-ups are nearly impossible yeah. in fact i almost think there's no shot i could ever do pull-ups probably at next level yeah if i could do five in my life yeah. i would feel like i accomplished the chin-ups are easier but Dude, they're still so hard yeah. pull-ups are, oh, those are that's, hard. that's that's algebra yeah. and that's how hard it is <laughs> even a push-up on your knees that's that's something. Mm -hmm. You're just kind of moving and pushing on your chest a little bit. So you, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. You're not doing this to be jacked or anything like that. You're just doing this so that you don't fall. Yeah. Or just simple little things like your kid comes up and your three-year-old doesn't break your arm. You know, things like that. They used to do that, too. I don't know if they do that in school anymore because I, I don't have any kids, but you have to do pull-ups yeah. and chin-ups in yeah. front of the entire class. It was rough. And if you really... I'm talking even in high school. Oh, yeah, me too. girls are watching you, and you can't do one. It's pretty embarrassing, They brought man. the rope out once. embarrassing. The, the rope. rope. I thought that was an 80s trope, but I, they brought that out in, in high school for gave us. Gave up on the rope. I, I'm out of the rope business. I couldn't see one person do that. Yeah. No. Well, there was always, we had that one real wiry kid that could 
climb up that thing like he was a monkey, <laughs> get right up to the top, and then he would be the one that would, you'd have to stop him at like 50 pull-ups, and he was just up, and then of course, me, the fat kid, i just Aww. get up there and dangle, and then that was in, they're like, well, come on, Rolston, I'm like, I can't, too fat. <laughs> I know the kid you're talking about, the one that would climb up really quick on the rope, would take his shirt off, wasn't the yeah. biggest guy, but he was, was just, very scrappy, could pretty much beat up anybody that came to, came at him. Yeah, he was, just lean, <laughs> no body fat. Yes. Just super athletic. Oh, we all went to school with that guy. Yeah, and he would put on a clinic when it came to that day. And then, you know what I do as a fat kid? You get to the back of the line. Oh, yeah. The worst is if they called you up to the front line because then everybody's in the line watching. You want to be the last person. Hopefully, everybody's moved on to the next exercise. Yo, would you get... When you were little and you, and you would wait to you, would you legit get some anxiety when those moments would happen? I hated field day. Most kids loved it. I would try to fake sick every year because you'd have to run, I think it was called the 400, which it was maybe a lap or two around the track. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. I was always last. I had... You know, sweat underneath my little uh, boy boobs. Would you dread it the night before? Oh, I dreaded the week before. <laughs> I, I was scamming for the whole week on how I was going to play sick on that day. Little kid anxiety was the worst. Oh, <laughs> it was terrible. It was See, I lucked out because my last name was Dewar D. Uh -huh. So, fortunately, I'd be in the front of the line if we went alphabetically. So, I wouldn't be first, which was awesome, because you don't want to go first. Yeah. But I also wouldn't be last, because especially if it was something where you had to have an answer already loaded in your brain, if you got if you were too far in the line, somebody would take your answer sometimes, and you'd have to scramble and think of a new oh, one. That would okay. give me horrific anxiety when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah P.E. was just... It can be uncomfortable. I, I had hated P, it. I had PE my first period for seventh grade, but I would sweat so much because I'd play basketball, yeah. and I just I didn't I, w I wasn't cool. I was not cool in seventh grade, so I'd put back my regular shorts on, but the sweat from first yeah. period would go through my regular pants. No, no kids made fun of me having butt sweat or anything. Oh. Yeah, oh, it was awful. Oh. It was awful. Man, I had early PE, too. It was one of my first classes mm -hmm. for the day. And they made us shower before we went to class. So they would encourage us terrible. to shower. Nobody wanted to. No we would, one ever oh, did. Oh, no. It was horrible. Oh, it was so awful. I would have my towel, and then I would kind of hunker in yeah. the shower and face the wall and then scooch over to oh just awful i can't i can't remember one kid ever showering in my entire history of school i think i missed out by by a decade or something did you ever see any kids they would tell us to shower none of us ever wanted to i think once somebody I tried did. to fake it i go that's what that's throw what some we would do my face and be like no i, I did it i did it that's what we fake it you wear your towel in and pretend like you showered these childhood stories are breaking my heart oh, it was. oh man we had it rough man it's crazy a lot of my issues stem from that era oh yeah oh it was crazy well, uh, kids kind of going through it today for uh, different things. I don't know if the kids are still having to uh, shower after uh, gym class, but uh, man, kind of crazy. Our buddy uh, Ponton, he texts me again. They found another gun at his kid's school, and he's just like, man, what is going on? I just got a uh, message that my son's school is going to be getting metal detectors, so kind of stepping it up. So, I mean, hey, they got they got different kind of problems going on today, so... Yeah, I don't know how you feel about it. If you notice a difference, if your kid's school has metal detectors, is it kind of the end-all, be-all? Do you feel a lot better? Because I'm kind of getting ready for the change. If you've sent a kid to school and they keep uh, finding guns at the school, I assume this is something that you're rooting for. I'll let you know the latest schools to get it. Coming up here in just a couple minutes on the KBJ Show. Kevin, Virginia, and Jason. Well, tomorrow is the sixth anniversary and remembrance of 
the unfortunate shooting that happened at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas in Parkland. And six years later, the big question is, how have we as society improved and what have we done to make sure that such a tragedy would never, ever happen again? And I know there are some things that they have done, but it just seems to me that still all too frequently, and maybe it's because we've got a KBJ Nationer whose son goes to a high school where they have found guns twice, like in the last week or two. That you're like, I, I don't know. It, it seems like it's still possible. They just found guns randomly hanging out, hanging around? They had kids with guns, yeah. It was at Dwyer High School in Palm Beach Gardens. Yeah. So, you know, I, I know that they're quickly trying to roll out as fast as they can these metal detectors in schools. And I'm just kind of curious because my son's school is getting one. They're doing the testing on it right now, and then it goes into effect next week, I think on Tuesday. If you have a kid that is at one of these schools, is it the end-all, be-all? Do you but feel completely safe now? Is this uh, is this going to turn political, or does everyone seem to be on board with that? And if they're not on board with it, is it what's the where's the uh, the argument? I've not heard of anybody that's not on board with it. Okay, I don't know why you would be. It, it just uh, the only mild inconvenience I've seen with my kids' school is <clears throat> there was an entrance where some kids would go in, and they said that will no longer be an option. Maybe they didn't get enough metal detectors, or at least now you can't do that. So those doors will be closed. You have to go in through the doors where they're going to have the metal detectors. And so that was, you know, my question is to, you know, whether or not they're going to do and really take a dent out of guns showing up in schools. Dwyer is going to be getting it. Boca High, Glade Central, and Juan Garcia High School is going to be testing this week. And then next Tuesday, they should be fully operational. And then they say all Palm Beach County schools are going to have it by the end of the year. I wonder how many, because we probably don't hear about all the stories, but you wonder how many schools have to deal with finding a gun per year. You know, does it happen at every high school once a year? Is Mm. it something that's, you know, a problem all the time? There are ones where I think it happens more often than others. And you could see with the systematic rollout, they're doing about four schools at a time and just kind of knowing some of these schools in Palm Beach County, you could see that the ones where they would have a higher propensity to have guns were getting the metal t- detectors first. It didn't seem like any kind of coincidence whatsoever. As I saw, yeah, that'd probably be the first four I put them in. That'd be the next four. And so, you know, they're they're getting there. And so hopefully, you know, it's something that is uh, going to be happening that uh, will make a big difference. Uh, a couple of texts rolling in. Somebody said, yeah, my high school got metal detectors in 1993 because of gangs. I wonder if they still have them. Yeah, the, I, I remember there was some schools that did get them. I'm not sure if there was a Palm Beach County, but I remember it was a thing. This isn't a new thing to have have this stuff go on at schools. It just might be new for Palm Beach County. And then that's what makes me wonder just how effective these metal detectors are. If, if we've had them for the better part of 30 years— you would think if they were massively effective, every time you build a new school, every school would have them by now. I mean, I know at my school, Palm Beach Gardens Elementary, uh, or Palm Beach Gardens Elementary, I'm sorry, Palm Beach Gardens High School, we had at least two gun incidents that I could remember. Did you guys ever have one at your high school? No, it wasn't a thing. I, I never even thought about that. I Thankfully, I, I grew up in an era that was long before school shootings happened. Uh, we had a lot of kids that had guns, but kids were 
smart enough in my area that nobody ever would think to bring it to school. You knew any kind of weapons, you were getting in some serious trouble. Yeah, we had one. Uh, a kid tried to rob the cafeteria my freshman year, and then it was... Dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was insane. Assume it didn't go well. It was insane to watch because yeah. all of a sudden you just heard everyone going crazy and him waving the gun around, mm-hmm. and then out of the blue, a security guard straight up sacked him and took him down, yeah. and that was well, it. What did you think was going to happen, dog? It was crazy. Uh, Kay said, we have metal detectors at the school where I work. I think it gives the impression of security, she put, but the kids, I'm sure, probably found ways around it. We haven't had any issues, but it doesn't make me feel any safer. So, mm-hmm. I mean, again, I always ask, how, how early does this go back? Were you getting situations in the 70s and 80s? People bringing guns to school. I don't know if you ever heard about that stuff. Well, you had that school that uh, the person texted in had him in 93. I think it just depends upon what kind of school you were going to. There, there are schools that have a higher propensity for guns showing up than others. For sure. Uh, one text said, I'm an administrator for the Palm Beach County School District. And just to clarify, all schools are not getting metal detectors, but all high schools are this year. Okay, yeah, I should have clarified. Yeah, it is. I think it's... Uh, the all the high schools will uh, so is it necessary if you have um a middle school are they necessary at elementary schools is that something that we're going to get to yeah i'm just kind of curious if you do have a kid that is going to one of these schools in palm beach county and is going to have a metal detector how do you feel do you think that it's been making a difference if you're a broward miami dade somewhere like there and you've had them for a while we'd love to hear what you have to think because as a parent I think it makes me feel better that my kid is going to be going to a high school that is going to have a metal detector, but I'm not so sure. And I'm over here. It sounds like a good idea to me. Why would you not want to try to protect it? But, you know, I'm ignorant when it comes to these issues. And someone may say, Jay Bird, you're not thinking it from this end. And and I'm openly admitting that. And the thing that I do kind of worry about is that sometimes you put up this false sense of security and you need to take other steps and other measures need to be done other than just metal detectors. And you're like, you know what? I think everything's good. It's KBJ. I love eating better. And with Factor, you can do it. Every single fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every single week, including calorie smart options, protein plus, also keto. And there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day. Courtesy of Factor. What are you waiting for? Call today and get after those goals. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save today. They've done the math for us. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved and it's nutritious and they're delicious. So do what I did. Head to factormeals.com slash KVJ50 and use code KVJ50 to get 50% off. That's code KVJ50 at factormeals.com. I love eating better, and with Factor, you can do it. Every single fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every single week, including calorie smart options, protein plus, also keto, and there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day. Courtesy of Factor. What are you waiting for? Call today 
today and get after those goals. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save today. They've done the math for us. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved and it's nutritious and they're delicious. So do what I did. Head to factormeals.com slash kvj50 and use code kvj50 to get 50% off. That's code kvj50 at factormeals.com. Well, tomorrow, the six-year anniversary of the shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, and it's still something. Safety for kids in high schools is a topic of discussion. Just today, they were talking about how there are four more Palm Beach County high schools that are going to be getting metal detectors, and all the high schools in the county should have them by the end of the year is the plan. Now, is it effective? Does it really make a school safe, or does it give the illusion of safety? Okay, who we just got a text from, she believes it just gives the illusion of safety. But another text that we got says, I teach at a school with metal detectors, and it has stopped a lot of students from bringing in vapes and knives. They still have been able to sneak in the vapes, but it's gone down tremendously. And so far, nobody's tried to bring a gun this year. So if it cuts down on that, then at least it's doing something, but maybe it's not the end-all, be-all. And there are other things they do. An elementary teacher, she texted in, she said, we have badges now that have an emergency button. So if something goes down, I guess you just hit it, and you don't have to worry about scrambling to a desk or calling 911 or anything like that, then it'll alert. So they're putting other safety features in. Uh, One person's comment said, you know, if the news stations would talk about what happened to those parents, the kids that... Enabled the kid to get the gun. He went in and shot up some students at his school. In fact, they just had that. The uh, mom was found guilty. I saw that, and th- that's a landmark case. It th- is. Th- that really is, a, in my opinion, a historic case. Yeah, because they pulled out a lot of things where she was just grossly negligent in how she was handling that. Missing so many obvious signs, not handling the situation right. Some of the text messages she sent back to her son. Well, the argument is obviously going to be, how can I always control every single thing my kid does? But they prove in my opinion complete negligence absolutely negligence when you are just ignoring one sign after another and choosing not to do anything about it look we all know that parenting is tough but come on man there's a line where you say okay your parenting has now gone into gross negligence and you put other people in harm's way because of it and one other text that came in too said you know my husband gave me a different perspective on this situation kids are bringing guns to school today to protect themselves now due to the unfortunate circumstances where they live it's really sad so yeah there's a a lot to understand with it so i'm trying to get the uh, perspective here on just uh, how safe you feel with this being a measure at least Our school districts are doing something to try to protect kids. All right, coming up here in just a couple of minutes, Kaylee Kowoko gets a little upset if you call her this. I want to see if other moms like her would agree coming up. KVJ. We're talking about the metal detectors in schools. Going to be in every high school in Palm Beach County by the end of the year. Four more are trying them this week, and they're going to be official next Tuesday. Dee is on here from Broward with a little perspective on how the metal detectors can actually be bad. What is the downside of them, Dee? Good morning, KDJ. Just Good wanted morning. to say a big shout out to everyone. What? 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 <laughs> so, I do have a different perspective. My son um, graduated from a Broward County High School recently. Uh, he's uh, on the spectrum. He's got special needs, but mainstream. Um, my son has Tourette's, mental illness, 
However, externally, you would not know that he has any different ability. So very good student in school. All the teachers liked him. Goes to a homecoming event um, last year, and as he's going through the metal detector, it goes off. So, of course, everyone turns around. It's, it's a big deal. Everybody's freaking out, and they go over, and they grab him, and they're like, empty your pockets. So he gives his wallet. He's like, sure, guys, no problem, no problem. And what falls out of his wallet is a credit card-sized uh, multi-purpose tool, it's called. It was $1.99 at Walmart. Okay. And my son is a bad boy at Publix, and he uses it to open his pop bottles on break. So he's like, oh, guys, I, I forgot that was there. You can throw it away. It's no big deal. Well, because there was a little bit of a sharp edge on one corner of it, it was deemed to be a weapon. Oh, wow. And he was yoked out of the line, uh, made to sit on the side of the building. I was yeah. called by the vice principal. I had to go get him. Mm -hmm. And he was suspended from school for two weeks. Jeez. This is a kid who hasn't missed, yeah, never missed a day of school in his life. In fact, yeah. he ended up getting the silver cord of graduation. Yeah. Um, suspended for two weeks, mate. He had to go to like this detention center out in Hallandale where kids sit in a room all day and do nothing. Um, so he missed out on two weeks of education. Wow. And I appealed all the way up to my school board representative. And when I had that meeting with him and the principal, because I wrote a letter to the principal, you know, a five-page letter, why this doesn't even make sense, it's not a weapon. I use their own policies. And I think that what's happening in society has created such a fear, mm -hmm. and the administration is so afraid that they go, yeah. the pendulum swings the other way. Right. They go over the line. Mm -hmm. And so basically he was kept from grad night, he was kept from homecoming, and then finally, I arbitrated up to this district representative who looked at everyone and was like, guys, this is not a weapon. It's, it's a tool. It was, and it was a, it was a mistake, yeah. but mm -hmm. it's not something that he was going to try to cut someone's throat with. I mean, if you mm -hmm. saw this thing... It's yeah, a little tiny I, edge, and it wasn't even sharp. I think I know. I think I know what you're talking about. I think I've seen that uh, little tool before, and uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And it, we see cases. Somebody just brought up the woman who was just convicted because her son had gone in and uh, shot some people in his school, and there's gross negligence on that. You talk about your situation here, D, and there's not at all. And it's really in the enforcement. You see the same thing with TSA and all these governing bodies that yeah. they have these tools that. Yeah, it's it's about the people that are running the enforcement. They can either do it great and it works yeah. well, or it can be overbearing and they miss the people you need to get and they hassle people like your son. So true. And it wasn't malicious. I didn't take it maliciously that they were out to get my son. But at mm -hmm. the same time, there was no, there could be no judgment call. It was black and white. Yeah, right. And that's this is sharp as a weapon and you know it just they're afraid i think everyone's really afraid i've lived here in florida mm -hmm. my whole life mm -hmm. i never had weapons in high school no one ever brought a weapon yeah. no one wanted to hurt anybody when i was a kid of course i'm like a million years old but <laughs> we all are you know i don't know what's going to change i don't know what's going to make it better because Maybe it has to start at home, and then that's a whole nother discussion. True. Right? That, that is true. And, and that's the unfortunate thing is that you do – thank you, Dee, for the call. You do see situations where parents are negligent. They're not doing the right thing. So then the school districts, law enforcement, they feel like they need to step in. And I don't think they know how to properly enforce it yet so that you put the right level down – and you administer this in the right way so that you're catching the kids that need to be caught and then the kids like D's son – you're like, okay, I get it. Not a big deal. 
Uh, Viv said, yeah, at Forest Hill High School, they just installed the metal detectors there. And my daughter said that a 20-something-year-old was still caught on campus. Apparently, he had jumped the fence to get on the campus. Now, the students are also mandated to wear their ID at all times. I mean, so you can try to identify that person. So that's just it. Unfortunately, you have to build these schools now like a fortress. Back in the day, we were just worried about the 20 year old coming back to school just to kind of, hey, you, yeah. pump, where's the party at tonight, guys? <laughs> that was it. It's always that one dude hanging around. How times have changed. And yeah, metal detectors not new. Gina said, yeah, North Miami Beach, we had them in 1991 due to gangs, but nothing has ever happened at that school. So uh, that's good. So hopefully they are effective and. You know, hopefully it will change things. Now, if you are worried about where your kid does go to school, I did see, at least in Palm Beach County, and it is throughout the whole state, they say 80% of the Palm Beach County students are taking advantage of these uh, school voucher programs of the students that are had already been attending private school. There's something right now where if you want to save, it's like up to $8,000 on a private school, then you can within the state of Florida. But what they're saying right now is a lot of kids are not moving from uh, public to private. The kids who are already in private are just using it to subsidize their own education. But it is out there. And just to let uh, parents know, uh, Palm Beach County's 163 private schools, 121 of them do accept this newly expanded voucher program in the state of Florida. So if you don't feel like your kid's going to the right school, you can maybe look into that option. Well, I saw this on a podcast. Kelly Cuoco was commenting about something that she doesn't think that moms like to be called. She was on with Conan O'Brien, and here's what she had to say. But everyone was calling me mama so often and I was really hiding and I was like, I'm not going to like, let it, let them call you that. Like, don't get mad. Sure. I started to really resent everybody. And I had my assistant call a meeting and tell everyone to stop calling me mama. And they did. Yeah, of course they did. Yeah. Yeah. That's Quoco Can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't take it anymore. Hmm. What's she upset about? Calling me mama. Why? I think I probably have said a time or two in my life to a mother, be like, what's up, mama? I don't know. Is it kind of a taboo thing? And does it upset moms if they're being called mama? She's saying that some dude just walks up to her like, hey, what's up, mama? It was her own staff. They were calling her mom. After she she became a mom, a lot of the people on her own personal staff and around her were like, what's up, mama? And just after a while, she's like, you know what? I don't know. She didn't didn't like it. I I don't know why. But when I heard that, I was like, okay, is that something that if I would say that would, yeah, okay, I get it, I'm a mom. I don't know, she sounds like she's looking for attention to me. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. That's what I wanted to know, because I want to know for my own personal knowledge, is she blowing this out, it's a personal peeve, or are there other moms who are like, yeah, I'm not, not a big fan of when people call me mama, especially if you're not my kid. Mm, I, you don't I, think it is? The bird's going over here, and I could be wrong. She sounds like she wants. She, she needs a, a headline. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Are we talking about a headline here, or is this something that dudes like me need to know? You'll get someone who says, I hate being called mama, but is this an over-the-top right. over problem for a lot of people? Uh, no. I'll have Seuss put up a poll. We'll find out. People that are watching us right now on YouTube, if you are a mother, do you hate when people who are not your children call you mama the kvj show man it seems like every single week i find new words or things i'm doing that i'm doing wrong i I don't feel like i'm doing life right and kelly kuoko's maybe pointed out the latest thing that i know a time or two it's not like i do it frequently but i will tell you there has been at least a few times in my life that i've called a mother mama what's up mama how you doing 
You did not. I, I do not believe that for a second. You go, what's up, mama? I do not think you've ever said that once in your life. I Just th- like that. What's think, up, mama? I think I have. I think I do remember. Like I said, once or twice maybe I've done it. It's not been anything that I do egregiously, but just fun with somebody I know that's a mother. I might say, what's up, mama? How you doing? But she says that she had to go to her own staff and say, you know what? I just don't like being called mama. Can we stop doing that? I was like, okay, so I might need to watch myself. Now, why would she object to that? I asked the question. Mamas, tell me, do you hate that? Now, a couple texts we got in. One text said, being called mama just makes it seem like it's your only identity. It's not a huge issue, but if you're struggling with your own identity and postpartum issues and having kids, I can see how it would be detrimental to your own mindset. Another text says, I hate being called mama. Every time somebody calls me that, I immediately tell them, please don't call me that. I haven't even looked at I haven't even looked at our chat rooms voting yet. And here's how I think it's gonna break down. I bet okay. you any money, three out of four of our audience is not going to be offended and not give a crap. I bet you one out of four will not like it. So you think That's it's gonna be twenty five percent? Roughly. Uh-huh. One person texted and they said, I think it's a cultural thing. Lots of Hispanic men I work with call me mama. And I think it's sweet. It's about intention, and they mean it with respect, but like anything, if you don't like it, just politely say something. It's not that big of a deal. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Victor says he prefers mamacita. (laughs) (laughs) I get you, Victor. I'll start calling you that, Victor. Yeah, that's what the Latin men like. Okay, so that number, we did a KBJ TV poll. If you're a mother, do you hate when people who are not your children call you mama? You broke it down right. 28% said yes. Okay, thank, thank you. All it's right. a one out of four. So, there you go. But just so you know, I never even thought it would be a thing that would ever bother somebody. But now, at least in my head, I'm like, well, okay, we, it could. We had one conversation not that long ago about how men shouldn't say hello to women that they don't know on the side of the road. I yeah. don't know what to do anymore, Kevin. I, 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 just, I look down. That's it. I look down like Eeyore, and I walk to the, the deli line. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, one mom texted in, and I could see in, in, in these situations where you do not like it. She said in her text, I hate being called mama. It gives me the ick. I don't know why, but my son's baseball coach always comes up and calls me mama, and it just really bothers me. So maybe who it is. Okay. All right. Just so you know. Any other thoughts, you can always text into us, 877-979-WRMF, 877-979-9763 here at the KVJ Show. The KVJ Show. It's the KVJ. Dirt of the day. It's the KVJ. Dirt of the day. Virginia, take it away. Because you know we need that dirt of the day. Coming up here in just a couple minutes, Jay Bird, I've got details on a new Karate Kid movie. Yes. Okay. I know you're a big fan of the original. I am, and I was a little confused for a while about what's going on with it, because there's a series out, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if the series is going to match okay. the movie. A lot of confusion. Can't wait to get your thoughts on it. We'll break it down in just a few minutes. Well, the Super Bowl turned out to be huge. In fact, you could say it is the largest broadcast television show in the history of TV. 123 million people tuned in to watch the Super Bowl on Sunday. That's crazy. Highest number of people watching the same broadcast in the history of television. That's a big number. That's the number one. There's nothing else more. That's it, baby. 
That is number one. Before this, the biggest telecast of all time was last year's Super Bowl between the Chiefs and Eagles. Where's the moon landing on that list? Don't know. I don't have the whole list. I mean, I figure you did. I'm just saying I'm more kind of asking oh, the yeah. question. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. I saw the list not too long ago about how it breaks down, but some of those older things where you would have a moon landing, uh, Kennedy assassination, things like that are starting to get pushed down the list because you got a higher now saturation of TVs they, they just made and it, homes. They made it seem like everybody on the planet was watching the moon landing. That's how they made it seem like at least growing up as a kid yeah. when they would teach all that stuff. I'd had that about a week or so ago. I think it's now maybe eight or nine out of the top ten most viewed shows are all Super Bowls. Uh, Gotcha. Yeah, so it's it's pushing a lot of the other ones out. Uh, yeah, 115 million viewers is what watched last year's 123. This year, that is a 7% increase. And Usher's Super Bowl halftime show, it did better than Rihanna's last year, up 5%. 30.1 million people watched that. But that's still, when you look at the peak viewing of the game, 123, the Super Bowl halftime show, 30 million? It's a pretty good drop-off. I didn't realize that many people kind of checked out for the halftime show. Yeah, because people are probably going to bed, too, man. Not, not everyone can get through it. I mean, didn't you not get through it? Well, I don't know when the peak was. The peak might have been after halftime. So that kind of lets me know that people might watch, and then, I don't know, they're going to the Puppy Bowl or something else and may not be watching the Super Bowl halftime show. So, yeah, I, I think the peak viewing did happen after halftime. Um, Alicia Keys. We yesterday were playing a little bit of the audio of her and her performance. Probably the only little bit of a glitch that happened at all during the Super Bowl. Oh, big deal. She hit a sour note. It happens. People giving her hate for it. I mean, I don't think the whole thing was sour. No, I didn't think so either. It wasn't. It was just kind of uh, getting going. Do we have that audio, Denny's? Because uh, what had happened, I thought it was kind of funny because it started off with uh, Alicia Keys singing a little bit sour. But then when Apple, who was responsible for it, posted it, it was uh, pretty crazy because they fixed her voice when they reposted the audio. How do you feel about that? I would have left it because I like, I like the fact that it was raw. Now, what they're arguing is that if you have the sour note then maybe people aren't going to want to listen. People would download this. They would play it in playlists. And if you got a sour note, then that's not going to happen. They did this with uh, the Chris Rock special. He did his live, I believe, on Netflix. And it was, it was, I believe, streamed live on Netflix. And he did it a bit during the Will Smith bit. And he messed up a joke. And when you watch it now, it's edited out to make sure it is smooth and seamless. That is kind of interesting how they do that. And you're right. I, to me, keep it as it is. I, I'm old school. I think it, if you have something, flaws and all. Especially with music. If you hit a, to me, you hit a sour note. You hit a sour note. I know Alicia Keys can sing. And people online are going to be the ones that really give you crap. Oh, that was terrible. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How terrible is it? Who gives a crap? Okay, well, if you missed the performance, this is what it originally sounded like with Alicia Keys singing in the Super Bowl halftime show. Some people want it all, but I don't want nothing at all. Okay, here's what it sounded like when they cleaned it up. Some people want it all, but I don't want nothing at all. 
<laughs> it is kind of crazy they can clean it up like that. That's amazing. They definitely cleaned it up. It's, it doesn't even sound like the original. No. I mean, it, it sounds flawless. They big time cleaned it up. So, yeah, I to me, I, I'd have left it because it's original. Hey, it's what happened. Good and bad. It's it's your own opinion. You'll get people saying, oh, no, it's better to clean it up. It'll live on better that way. I like it raw. I like when things yeah. mess up like that. Mm-hmm. I guess it had Apple's name on. They wanted it clean. couple updates. Since the Super Bowl, head coach Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey have both confirmed that they're going to be back for their 12th season next year. So if you're annoyed this year, you're going to be even more annoyed next year. Will he still be with Taylor Swift next year? Well, you're What's either, your prediction right now? You're either getting some awesome, more football moments, or you're getting a new album. And you better hope it's not a new album. Well, the new album's sake. Yeah, no, well, the not, new album's dropping in April. You think she'd be able to turn another one around that fast? I think if Taylor Swift broke up with him, she could write an entire album in two two nights and have it already ready, all ready to go, ready for a Monday. She'd be that uh, motivated. Yeah, well, I don't know if you saw, but uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, they were partying like crazy. They were uh, at the XS nightclub inside the Wynn Hotel in Las Vegas, and they were cranking out uh, Taylor Swift's love story. I think it was Marshmallow that was the DJ, and he was playing the dance version of it, and Taylor was singing along to her own music in the arms of Travis Kelsey, having a couple of uh, cocktails. And then there was a little Taylor Swift playing in the club and you can hear Travis Kelsey who I'm not sure is the best singer you can maybe hear a little bit of him singing along to his girlfriend's song right here in the club Yeah, he was amped up. Yeah, he was definitely amped up. So they were all in the club. Taylor posted up a little TikTok video, too, showing her parents in the club. They were at Zook at this point in the resorts world in Las Vegas. So she did a lot of clubbing. I'm just, uh, I'm nervous, Kevin. I'm afraid Taylor Swift is going to cause a war within our country. Because you... I'm seeing just so many people fight. They either love her or they're sick of hearing about her. And I feel like... It's coming to a head here. You think so, huh? I don't know. Well, thankfully, football season's over, so hopefully it dies down a bit. You think that's the big reason? It's got to be. Well, there's just been so much exposure. Every week it was in your face, and people are like, okay, give me my football. I don't want anything else. Other things were uh, going on around the uh, Super Bowl. Usher had his own little love thing. He married his longtime girlfriend right after the Super Bowl in Vegas. Yeah. They've been together since 2019. She's a record exec with a really hard to pronounce last name, so I'm going to skip it. But they got two young kids together. It's his third marriage. That's a busy, busy day, man. It really is. And honestly, talking about a busy day, I don't know how the Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, did it. Because he was at the club for a bit with Taylor and Travis. And then, next thing you know, he's on a float in Disneyland. Adrenaline, baby. I mean, that's just rough. He was out drinking. And then hours later, he's on a float with his family. And then tomorrow, they've got the parade going on in Kansas City. Yeah, he's going to, we call that a bender. He's going to be on. Dang, man. That's a lot. How the heck is he going to do all that kind of stuff?
Um, there is a little bit of brushback because of the commercials. Uber Eats got slammed. They did that uh, whole thing where they talked about to remember something, you got to forget something else. And then they had the whole joke with Jennifer Aniston forgetting who David Schwimmer was, even though they were in Friends together. Well, they did this about somebody forgetting about peanuts and peanut allergies. Well, you know what they say, in order to remember something, you got to forget something else. Jen! Can we not? Did someone doodle on my face? There's peanuts and peanut butter? Oh, it's the primary ingredient. Uh-huh. I, I had something weird that I ordered that was forgotten. I always I ordered something on Instacart. I, I ordered mm. subs, mm. two subs. Yeah. And when you order subs, they come made already. Yeah. Well, when I, I opened up the bag, the, none of the subs are made. All of the ingredients were in its an individual bag. They took the two subs ingredients yeah. and mixed them together. So the one sub my buddy ordered had peppers and onions and uh -huh. olives on it. I hate all that stuff, but they put it all in one bag. So you had to make your own sub. Maybe it, they forgot to make it. Maybe they are a victim of Uber Eats. That, it just is a weird thing. When you order subs, I know you don't usually do that. Yeah. You never have to make them yourself. It, yeah. it was a very bizarre thing. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a new thing in sub-delivery. I, I put something on Inst Instacart, and they answered me back in our comment section like pretty quickly, too. What did they say? They just said, uh, show us your order, and let's see what happened. Well, let's see what was wrong. Is it the new world of subs? I don't know. I, I'm not huh. sure what's going on. Okay. It's very weird. Well, the nonprofit Food Allergy Research and Education, they uh, got a little bit upset with Uber Eats, and they reminded them that food allergies can have serious, even fatal results. Don't joke about peanut allergies. Yeah. Your boy Billy Joel's back in the Hot 100. First time since 97. Turn the lights back on. It charted. I knew he was going to. I think he's going to win a Grammy for it. Mm-hmm. And something else you love, The Karate Kid. Tell me if you're feeling this. They've got a new Karate Kid movie going to be dropping in theaters on December 13th. Ben Wang is the new Karate Kid. Now, he does bring some cred to the table. He's skilled across many forms of martial arts, and he's fluent in Mandarin. Ralph Macchio is going to be back playing the role of Daniel LaRusso, and Jackie Chan is going to play Mr. Han. He's the new Miyagi. He's the kung fu master that was in the Jaden Smith uh, version of Karate Kid in 2010. Yeah, I'm not sure how they're going to do all this, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious because I'm not sure if it's going to be involved with the Cobra Kai series. Okay. Are you feeling it? I hope I do. I'm 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 anxious. I want to see Johnny. I want to see Cobra Kai people. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. In December, it's going to be in theaters. And I thought this was a rather interesting. Movie Web estimates that Owen Wilson has earned approximately $135,000 just saying wow in his movies. Wow. 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 I guess he does say it a lot. He does. He's done 47 movies, made approximately $218 million from those movies. He averages about 3,500 words per film, meaning he makes $1,324 per word. And 135000 of that is saying, wow. 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 How about that, huh? How about that? Wow. All right, got a celebrity birthday here today. Remember Mina Savari? She was in American Pie and American Beauty. I do. She's turning 45 years old today. Happy birthday to her. Also got a birthday shout out to Alexandra in Tallahassee from Mom. Happy birthday. Turning 20. Also happy Sweet 16 to Cassie. Love Mom, Papa, Jaina, and the Fur Babies. 
Also, happy 10th birthday to Alani. Hope your first day in double digits is one to remember from Dad, Mom, Karina, Jacori, and Georgina. And uh, there is her photo there on KVJTV. Got a birthday, want to get a shout out? Go on ahead and do it. Mail at kvjshow.com. M A I L at kvjshow.com. So, what do you think is the best Super Bowl ad? Was it Uber Eats? I'll let you know what was the most viewed on YouTube, but it's kind of a surprise. Coming up here in a couple minutes on the KVJ Show. The KVJ Show. Oh, man, you want to talk about a major mistake? You think you're going to have a hard day at work today? How about this person that works for Timu? I noticed this yesterday when I was watching the Super Bowl back. The senior director of marketing for Timu, and they had some Super Bowl ads. He was supposed to wire in $8 million for one Super Bowl ad. Apparently, doesn't know a lot about zeros and the effect they can have. Instead of sending $8 million, sent $80 million into CBS for 10 Super Bowl ads. <laughs> it's kind of a big difference. No word if that senior director of marketing is going to have their job today. Did uh, talk a second ago about Uber Eats. They are not uh, very popular with the Food Allergy Research and Education Commission because they made a little joke about peanut allergies, and they said, that's fatal, man. Not funny. I was surprised because yesterday we were talking about our favorite Super Bowl ads, and I really like the Like a Good Neighbor. I thought that one was one of my favorites. I was a big fan of that. I thought Bud Light was pretty good with the Bud Light Genie. I thought that was kind of some good marketing. Seems like uh, they're in there trying to get some of their sales back. Uh, That was pretty decent. I was surprised that according to YouTube, the number one most viewed Super Bowl ad was Tina Face for Booking.com. It was okay. It was the one where they had other people that were playing like they were Tina Fey. Yeah. 90 million views. But was that on before? Was that I saw it during the Super Bowl, and then I think they post them up. So I think it might be you know whenever they've had the whole thing with it. But I thought there were so many better ads, and I don't even know if this is a really good way to market who has or to measure who has the best ads because they said the second most viewed Super Bowl ad was the T-Mobile auditions. I saw that, too, and I thought that was okay. They had the guys that were on from Suits and a couple other people that were auditioning to be the uh, T-Mobile people. Third was the State Farm Like a Good Neighbor. Snapchats, less social media, more Snapchat was in there, and also Google Pixel. Javier and Frame, that was the top five most viewed Super Bowl ads. Did you see, Bird, that uh, today's National Pancake Day? I did. I always knew the big food days. It's a big one. It is. It's a free short stack today. I guess you go in there, you get a free short stack. No no questions asked. To where? A- anywhere? IHOP. IHOP. Ju- is it just IHOP? That's the only one I've seen. Okay, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But I would imagine, I, I would hope that any place that is known like National House of Pancakes, that they would have a pancake deal on National Pancake Day. Well, if you were the restaurant, Denny's too, I mean, aren't they kind of known for their pancakes as well? You need I to ca- compete. I, I kind of like Denny's pancakes, honestly. The restaurant Denny's. Who do you think has the best pancakes? Is it IHOP or is it somebody else? Uh, I like, oh man, this is a, t- a regular diner. A regular diner. There's a, there a there's a diner in Davie that made unbelievable Davie, Florida. Really? A diner that made great pancakes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I have a suits to a pull. Best pancakes. National Pancake Day. Do we have IHOP? International House of Pancakes, Denny's, or Random Diner? Random Diner. Okay. Okay. Bird's going Random Diner. If you want to sound off, you can right now. Go to YouTube, look for the KBJ Show, or hit up KBJ Show. 
Tv. Coming up in a couple minutes, you want to know if you are a jerk. One email that we got here wants to know. They said, am I the jerk for asking my friend to help pay for a purse her toddler destroyed? Okay, we get this question a lot. We'll answer it coming up next. KVJ. Today, National Pancake Day. No IHOP's going to be offering up a short stack. Somebody texted in and said, Denny's is doing the same thing. Free pancake stack today. Yeah, I'm getting some hate from some people going, Denny's does not have good pancakes, Bird. What are you talking about? Oh, really? I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I like a Denny's breakfast. You talked about a random diner that uh, you liked, and somebody wanted to know, were you talking about the Flashback Diner in Davie? You know it. Okay. Yeah, they said amazing food there. They do. I love that place. Okay. And I also like the diner in uh, Holly, Hollywood, Florida. Yeah. St- I forget the City they- Diner, maybe? Yeah, maybe. It's uh, right there at Sterling, I believe, in 95. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's a lot of good diners here in South Florida. We talked about that. But who would you say has the best pancakes? We did a quick random poll here, and Random Diners is winning 58%. You can throw in a Nick's Diner on West Palm Beach, Howley's. It's better food, man. The old Peter Pan Diner, Virginia Hates. It just is better food. That's number one. I do like the original... the, the Original House of Pancakes, IHOP? Yeah. Yeah, they're second, but listen to the separation. Random Diners get 60% of the vote. IHOP, it's 17 the original Pancake House is at 15%, and Denny's is last at 8%. <laughs> the original Pancake House is good, too. They, that's my son's favorite, and he's kind of a he's a big pancake guy. They got that one thing. I forget what it's called, but it takes 45 minutes to make. Dutch Baby. It's delicious. Dutch Baby it is, but you got to get ready. Yeah, and they don't have any alcohol, so you got to sit there sober for 40 minutes. you got to BYOP. It's tough to do. Yeah, I hear you. So there you go. All right. You can always jump onto YouTube and watch the KVJ Show right now. Just go to kvjshow.tv. All of these people in my life acting berserk. I'm feeling all pissed off and hurt. I need to know if I am the jerk. Oh, am I the jerk? Okay, well, how would you handle this? This person wants to know if they're the jerk for asking their friend to help pay for a purse that her toddler destroyed. Says, I had a friend over, and to my surprise, they brought their toddler. My friend had mentioned that she was getting a sitter since we were going to watch some TV and drink some wine. Well, my friend gives her son an iPad, and he locks right in on it. At some point, we didn't see her kid get up. He then went over to my designer purse found a Sharpie in it that I had inside and started draw, drawing all over the white leather. The purse is now ruined. My friend did apologize profusely, and I appreciate that, but this purse cost me $2,500, and I do not have the money to replace it. I asked if she would chip in half to replace it. She lost it on me. She told me that it was my fault to have my purse open with a Sharpie in it, when I knew that she was coming over. And I reminded her, look, you said you were going to be getting a babysitter. I didn't think I was going to have to kid-proof my house. Now she thinks it was very rude for me to even ask, am I the jerk? The mom's wrong. you got to watch your kid. If it's your kid and kid's ruining purses, you are wrong as the parent. Watch your kid. If I had a kid and I knew I was over at someone's house... I would not be letting it roam all around. And if it did roam around, my kid, and ruin something, I'm going to pay for it. 
That'd be one thousand two hundred fifty dollars. Well, your, your, your kid yeah. ruined it. It's your yeah. kid. Yeah, that's the problem with things. People don't. Right. They don't take responsibility when they're in the wrong. Your kid messed it up, so therefore you should pay for it. Right. Yeah. I. I don't have. I. I think I side with you. Well, you're in her house. You're in your yeah. friend's house. You uh-huh. brought your kid unannounced, and then your kid ruined crap during a wine night. First of all, are you drinking wine and not watching your kid? The mom's wrong on 11 different levels here. It's true. She is really starting to stack it up. Dude, I, 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 I'd be like, all right, bye. I'm not talking to you again. The, she's annoying. Yeah, it, it sounds like she's pushing it to the level where she really wants the person who sent us the email, her friend, to pay her $1,250, paying half. For this uh, purse that her kid ruined, and the mom is doubling down. Look, I get it where the mom may not have it. I think the one thing you could do is be understanding and say, I'm not expecting you to just all of a sudden, kabam, have this money. But a little bit here and there, I'll keep a running tab, and let's try it in the next year or two, try to have that money paid off. Not having it is completely different than losing it on somebody and talking about how it's your fault, about how you shouldn't have a Sharpie in your pen or in your purse mm-hmm. in your house. Is that that's is that basically what happened? Well, the woman who lost the purse or had it ruined, she had the purse open, had a sharpie in it. And the mom's saying, "Well, if you didn't have a sharpie in your purse, it was open. My kid wouldn't have taken the sharpie out and drawn all over your white leather purse." The mom's insane. Not only wrong, but okay, insane. All right, who is the uh, jerk here? The mom or the friend? I'll have suits put up a KBJ TV poll. We'll rule on that. Do you think that she should be on the hook for half? You can also text in, let us know, 877-979-WRMF. You think uh, Virginia is awake in New Orleans yet? She's got a gremlin spirit. I think she's been up probably since 5A. Yeah. I figured we'd give her a little bit of time. We may uh, check in with Virginia. See what happened. There's uh, some interesting odd comments about uh, the party that she had yesterday in the French Quarter. Oh, yeah? She, yeah, she did stream it live. I've got a few interesting texts, so <laughs> okay. maybe we'll uh, read those off and we can answer some questions about uh, what was going on in that video that uh, she posted yesterday. And it also does bring up the question as well, talking about an off-the-hook party. People are still talking about that golf tournament that happened in Phoenix over the weekend. Uh, it was waste management that put it on, but people are calling it the wasted management for just how hammered people were. And it asks the question here, what do you think about our own tournaments coming up in a couple of weeks here in South Florida, which has a big party element to it as well? Should golf courses be turning up or turning down the raging party element? We will discuss on that. My KVJ show. She thought it was going to be a fun little day with one of her friends just having a little bit of wine, maybe catching up on some gossip, watching a show together, something like that. All of a sudden, her friend shows up and her toddler is with her. And she's like, okay, I thought you were going to be getting a sitter. And she's like, oh, just cutting, cutting back a happen. So they sit down and uh, they have a little bit of wine. They're just kind of chilling. The toddler's got his screen in front of them. They think everything's good. Until this woman gets up and sees that her designer purse made of white leather is now covered in Sharpie that she had in her purse. Cost her $2,500. She can't afford to pay to replace it right now. And she asked her friend to give her half. The friend said, no, it's your fault. What a dummy. Who would leave their purse open with a Sharpie in it when there's a toddler around? She's like, you said you're going to get a sitter, man. So who is to blame here? couple of uh, comments that we got. One kind of defends the mom a bit, says, I think it's ugly and materialistic to hold a grudge against your friend and her toddler because she bought a purse that she couldn't really afford. 
So you could try to clean it professionally. All my luxury goods are packed in a dust bag in a closed drawer when not in use. I don't think the friend is educated enough on how to care for her luxury goods. You don't leave them sitting out or on the ground. Even if you don't have kids or pets, this is how you protect investment pieces. Put them away. That's not why she's got a grudge with her friend. She's got a grudge with her friend on how because her friend handled it. Mm-hmm. That's why she got a grudge. She asked her friend if her friend could help pay for it. Yeah. That wasn't the grudge part. The grudge part came when the, the, the friend lost her mind and said, well, I'm not paying for this. You gotta believe you should not have a you shouldn't have a pen in your own purse. Who are these people voting for the mo- I can't believe the numbers on this. I mean, most people got it right. Three, three out of four got it right. And there's 25% of the people who think the friend is wrong, and that blows yeah. my mind. And probably like what we heard, yeah, kind of just spiked up to 30%, think that the friend who sent us the email is the one to blame, and suck it up, buttercup. You better pay to replace your own purse. It's your kid. Watch your kid. and Stop getting so hammered around your kid. Now, 71% of people are saying that the mom here is the jerk. And here's some of the explanations. She's having wine and then driving her toddler home. If she gets a DUI, she's going to be paying a lot more than $1,250 to take care of that. That's why I said this is one of about 11 things she keep it at one. mom did wrong in this scenario. That's why I can't believe anyone's voting for her. Yeah. And somebody's saying she shouldn't pay half. She should pay the whole thing. One text said, assuming this is the correct number, the mother is not only wrong, she is liable by law to reimburse the entire $2,500 for property she destroyed. As a parent, you are responsible and liable for your child's actions. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't, I, I don't see how anyone can vote for the mom that brought the kid unannounced on this one. Mm-hmm. And Laura brought this up, too, to go against that first comment that was kind of coming at the front. She said, why would she have her bag stored away in a dust bag if it's the current bag that she is using? Let's say, for instance, you were getting ready to run out the door, and I think that's it. I always see that with my wife. My wife has the one, this is the purse in circulation. It's loaded up with all my stuff, and it's ready to go. She doesn't every time she's ready to leave the house, go take one out of storage, out of a bag, put everything in it, and then go. I don't know, man. If I had a dog, my dog destroyed something of somebody's, I'm going to replace it because it's my dog. If it's my kid, my kid destroys something, I'm going to replace it because it's my kid. Feels like the right thing. Well, it is the right thing. It yeah. is the right thing. I don't care what the mm-hmm. percentages say. It's the right thing. <laughs> uh, there are some people saying that you could have this professionally clean. So before you think that you got to buy a whole new purse, go down that avenue first, even though it might be a permanent marker like a Sharpie. Maybe it's not all lost. I agree with that 100,000%. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're saying there are some art supply stores that can remove the Sharpie and not damage the leather. So... That might be something you could do. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't ask my friend to pay for it anyway, but I just don't like when someone's kid or someone's animal destroys something and then yeah. they act like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, dude, you're the one that. Right. You, you got to watch your kid and your dog. I know it's a, a weird statement. It's kind of your thing. Yeah. Uh, another comment, too, about purses being investment pieces. This text says they are statement pieces. And if you can't afford to replace it, you're a fraud. <laughs> okay. All right. The haves and the have-nots going at it right now via I mean, text. That's all. I don't care about any of that. that. You know, people buy things, and if that's what you want to buy and that's what you're into, 
say la vie. I don't like when people <laughs> let their kids run amok and then they don't take respect. Kevin, I see it a lot. Mm-hmm. I see it a lot. And I know I don't have kids, so I'm speaking from a different angle. Okay. Well, if you got any comments, you can always get through to us, 877-979-WRMF, 877-979-9763 here at the KVJ Show. Well, yesterday we had Virginia on about this time. I'll have uh, Denny's check and see if uh, she is up and available. She is in New Orleans for Mardi Gras, which is going on today, the Big Easy. Virginia's posted up some videos, saw a fun one with her and her kids walking down the street, looked very festive beads galore and all kinds of decorations and whatnot i heard they cleaned up mardi gras these years i think you can still get a little bit crazy <laughs> in fact the thing i heard apparently new orleans has got some problems because they got old sewage pipes and they've got years of plastic beads down there and it's causing some problems mm, i can see that and that's not all that's down there yeah because they get oh my gosh yeah that would be the worst place to be in a sewage drain in new orleans on bourbon street well i just saw what it looks like at nighttime compared to daytime and unreal what a fun vibe at nighttime man when that sun hits that bourbon street in the morning it is been there disgusting been there been out in the morning they take this ecto cooler like type of liquid to wash down the streets and when it's like in august and it's hot the smell and it had a coming off that street it's unbelievable and when i was there it was cloudy but the sun was still trying to break through it just it was kind of depressing it is the morning part it could be a lot of fun it'd be very depressing oh man sitting in that airport waiting to come home just thinking about all the sins you committed in new orleans yeah Well, Virginia, she was at her friend's bar in the French Quarter yesterday, and her son Rocco kind of took over doing the live stream, the little party that was going on with uh, people showing up. And uh, people noticed that there was something going on with Rocco and what he was doing, and it's brought up a lot of questions here today. It has. I was having people sending me messages about it. Yes. Kevin, Virginia, and Jason. Well, Mardi Gras is going off today. It is Fat Tuesday. It's the day where you get to uh, binge, have all your favorite stuff before you start on Ash Wednesday tomorrow. Got to clean it all up. Virginia is in New Orleans. She was there yesterday for Lundy Gras, but the party started on Saturday, went Sunday, yesterday, and then today. And then tomorrow she comes back to South Florida to join us again on Thursday. Now, Virginia was having a party with her friend in the French Quarter at her bar, Three-Legged Dog, yesterday, and Virginia went live on our YouTube channel. Well, actually, I should say her son went live, but you got to see Virginia a little bit in the video. It looked like, uh, from what I saw, a couple clips there. She's doing some shots and all that kind of stuff, having a little bit of fun. But it did bring up a question. I got uh, a couple texts here today. Uh, This one person said, I watched yesterday's latest Mardi Gras video. I don't know what was more disturbing, the nasty kitchen full of crawfish or how I felt sorry for Rocco and his future therapy needs. Now, I was wondering what she might have been talking about in that uh, text, but apparently uh, Rocco had some mouthwash or something like that. Yeah, someone sent me, they're like, hey, uh, I I had a few people say, go, hey, is Rocco drinking mouthwash on the YouTube channel? And I'm like, I don't don't think so. It was was a it was a long video. So. Okay, yeah. There's a lot going on go, there. I'm not in New Orleans. I don't know. Well, for any questions that uh, we have about that video or anything else going on in New Orleans, I believe we have Virginia on here. Hello, Virginia. Hello. Hello. How are you feeling? Oh, it's been a long Mardi Gras. Yeah, it has. Huh? How did yesterday go? <laughs> oh, yesterday was so much fun. We had a great time at the bar. KBJ Nationers showed up. They were so fun. 
Oh, that's cool. That's good. Yeah, it was awesome. Now, there's some questions because Rocco was running the live stream that you had up on our YouTube channel yesterday from the bar where people could uh, interact and chat and all that. And Rocco loves doing that. He does a great job of running the cameras and everything. But there are people asking about the beverage that he had. It looked like he was drinking out of a scope bottle. No, he was just faking like he was drinking it. He wasn't really drinking it. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. People were just uh, kind of curious. It, he was doing it for comedic effect. <laughs> uh, so he had he had a little gag going on there then. Yes, I mean if you look at the bottle, it stayed at the same level the whole time. <laughs> oh, okay, I got you. All right. So, <laughs> what did you do? You had that party yesterday. That was kind of mid afternoon. And then what happened with the rest of your night? What do you do on Lundy Gras in New Orleans? We just wandered the quarter. We went over to Brennan's. We had some food. We had some more drinks. We hit all the shops on Royal Street, went shopping, and we had more drinks. And then we ran the streets till probably about, man, like 10 o'clock, and then we came home. Wow. Are you so tired? <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little exhausted. <laughs> will you be tired on Thursday? What kind of what kind of Virginia will we get on Thursday? Will I be able to? Are you going to want breakfast on a Thursday? Oh, definitely. I want breakfast right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, how hard do you go today on Mardi Gras itself? Today, I won't go too hard. I'll just have a few beers and be like, you know, tapering down. Okay. What day did you go the hardest? Ooh, probably fr- uh, Saturday. Saturday. Okay, you're raging Saturday, <laughs> and and it would you every day you kind of dial it down. Yeah, I think just my age is catching up to me. I can't go like I used to. Oh, look out! I disagree. Yeah, <laughs> look out! It's like spring break. You know, when you were young and went to spring break, did it every day, hard, hard, hard. But right. Ooh. Well, spring break, man. Yeah, well, that's coming up. There's a lot. Of, I don't know what it is about spring and parties. You got uh, Mardi Gras. You got spring break. You got St. Patrick's Day. It is like a very festive drinking time of year. And uh, yesterday we we're talking. Did you happen to see any clips from the waste management golf tournament that happened in Phoenix over the weekend and what was happening there? No. What was it? It is the biggest drinking event on the PGA Tour, and there's the 16th hole. And if somebody gets a hole in one, I think it might be a part three, people start throwing their beers in the air. They had big old, you ever seen the beer snakes where people take the cups? Because it's about, it's a grants that has about four levels on it. Wow. And they had this super long beer snake going on. Somebody who was all hammered took their shirt off, went uh, running across the green. They did a flip into the sand trap, and we're doing sand angels. It it started raining, and people were sliding down the hill and then pouring beer all over the heads of people that were there. This woman <laughs> fell out of the grandstand. She didn't die, thankfully, but they shut down all alcohol sales because it was just getting off the rails. Oh, my gosh. Is she okay? I don't know if she's okay, but she's not dead. So, I mean, that's a blessing. Yeah, and somebody texted in yesterday. They said, yeah, I was at the uh, Wasted Management on Friday, and I've been to some of the biggest sporting events that you can imagine, and I have never in my life seen anything like this tournament. The amount of alcohol consumed was unimaginable. 
And I was wondering because our Honda Classic was getting a little bit turnt there for a couple years, and they said it was the second biggest party destination on the PGA Tour next to this wasted management. Now it's the Cognizant Classic. So I was wondering after what happened over the weekend, do you think they turned the party up or do they turn the party down? Well, did they have a guy puke in the Hall of Champions? I'm sure they did, but it's not my proudest moment. <laughs> but it was a moment nonetheless. Bird definitely left his mark. <laughs> they changed that whole hall. I heard they remodeled it after Jay Bird ralphed all over the Hall of Champions. It's not even there anymore. They just they 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 said scrap the whole thing. He ruined the hall. <laughs> they go, we had our last champion in this hall. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the Cognizant Classic, if they will try to turn up the party or if they'll be like, no, nah, we're going to make this thing a little bit more uh, mild-mannered. So we got a couple weeks well, to uh, find out. It's all fun and games until somebody falls off the three-story balcony. That's it. Somebody always ruins it for everybody. <laughs> All right, Virginia, we'll uh, probably check in with you here in a little bit. I know we got you on the phone. They're trying to figure out how to get you uh, pumped in on the uh, video, so I'll let them continue to work on that. We'll hopefully catch up with you here in a bit, okay? All right. My tech guy is sleeping on the job, so I can go wake up Rocco if you need me to. Probably too much scope. Let him sleep it off. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you in a bit. All right. Bye. It's KVJ. It's the KVJ. Dirt of the day. It's the KVJ. Dirt of the day. Virginia, take it away. Because you know we need that dirt of the day. Did you see uh, Alyssa Milano getting dragged for posting a picture with her son at the Super Bowl? A lot of people love going all in on Alyssa Milano. Now, the reason why is because she had recently posted up a GoFundMe link to raise $10,000 for a trip to her son's baseball team. Yeah. They want to take and People are like, I mean, you're married to a really rich dude. You're an actress yourself that's got a good chunk of money. Why don't you fund their trips instead it, of putting up a GoFundMe? It's pretty ridiculous. And she's like, I do. I have blah, blah, blah. So then when people saw that she was at the Super Bowl where the minimum ticket was like nine or $10,000, they're like, okay, so you can afford to go to the Super Bowl, but you can't uh, pay for your kid's baseball team? You wanted $10,000 for that? Now, one person did defend and said that she'd actually won the tickets in a fundraising raffle for the American Cancer Society. But, I mean, imagine if you were in that raffle and you're like going, who won? Alyssa Milano. Of course she won. Yeah. Of course, she's the one who wins the raffle to go to the Super Bowl. And social media's going to call her out, too, a lot. She calls a lot of people out as well, so Mm -hmm. you know how that goes. It is. If you're loud on social media, people are going to be loud right back at you. If you're going to give it, yeah, you're going to take it. Somebody else that was uh, getting dragged, L. King, Rob Schneider's daughter. She did that drunken tribute at the Grand Ole Opry last month for Dolly Parton's 78th birthday. Well, Dolly Parton has finally spoken up because apparently L. King has been taking it in Nashville pretty hard. A lot of people have been coming after her saying, you don't disrespect Dolly, you don't disrespect the Grand Ole Opry like that. Is L. King taking it hard? Is she looking in the mirror and saying it was wrong? Has she done done a public apology or anything like that? I haven't heard anything from L. King. She's laid really low. I know she postponed one show. I don't know what else she's done. But apparently the rumblings in Nashville have been pretty harsh, and Dolly came to her defense. Elle is really a great artist. She's a great girl. And she's been going through a lot of hard things lately, and she just had a little too much to drink. So let's just forgive that and 
forget it and move on because she felt worse than anybody ever could. Okay. Man, I love Dolly. That, that, that's that's sweet of Dolly to say that. Yeah. Apparently she has apologized at least to Dolly. So Dolly's sticking up for her. <laughs> this could be an interesting mix. Enrique Iglesias, Miami's very own, might be teaming up with a country star, Miranda Lambert. They got a new song coming out next Thursday called Space in My Heart. That's some old school country right there. It's a lovely little song. Yeah, yeah she does good stuff. Kanye West, he has uh, been... Getting dragged as well. He loves posting up all kinds of nude photos and videos. He drags around his wife, this uh, Bianca Sensori. And I would only hope that she enjoys being naked this much. But yeah, she is always nude. And some people are coming after Kanye being like, why is it you always post? Because she was at a listening party that they had in Vegas right after the Super Bowl. And she honestly might as well be naked. She had uh, uh, something on, but it was there was just, you knew everything. You saw everything. There was really no covering that was going on. She was uh, wearing, I can't even pronounce it, a Moalala. Don't even know what that is. It's a bodysuit, but it doesn't really cover anything in the body. And so some people had some things to say to Kanye, and here's what he had to say back. Yo, I just want to tell everybody I posted my wife three times on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is I delivered the album. Then people still in my comments talking about, why are you posting your wife? Because she make me happy. That's why y'all happy with the music, because I'm happy. You understand? So don't ever say nothing negative. If you don't like my page and don't like what I'm posting, go f*** yourself. Seriously, leave me, leave the king alone. I don't care, bro. I'm going to post my wife as much as I want. Go post your wife on your Instagram. Okay. It sounds like he doesn't care. He doesn't care. So his, his album did drop? It did drop, and at least according to him, it's doing very well. I haven't seen the album sales on it in its first week, but... it's a, But it's available, right? If I want to listen to it right now, It's called I Vultures, could. yeah. And you haven't heard anything good or bad behind the scenes on it? I've heard just uh, that one cut that we played. But I haven't heard anybody rumbling about it. If anybody's checked it out, what do you think about the new Kanye West album? Do you think it's it? Does it hold up to old classic Kanye? Look, I I love old classic Kanye. I'm all about that. I, I got a ton of his songs that I just I love. I listen to them all the time. It's like I said, it's been about ten years since he's come out with a song that I regularly listen to. Well, sometimes I'll it'll I'll hear a new Kanye thing and I go, huh. Is, That's what I thought when is, I heard the song he had last week that we played. And I was like, huh. But people, I read the comments on his Instagram. People are like, it's genius. It's just genius. It's just there's nothing better. Unreal. So, yeah, let us know. 877-979-WRMF. Well, Virginia would love this story. This was shaping up to be a very interesting wedding. Marcus Jordan, the son of Michael Jordan and Larsa Pippen the ex-wife of Scottie Pippen. Michael and Scottie used to play each other, and since their time on the Bulls together in their championships, I don't think that they really like each other that much. It doesn't, it doesn't appear that way. So imagine how contentious it was when Michael's son started dating Scottie's ex-wife. Then they were going to get married. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, this is going to be an unbelievable wedding. Like, what is going to happen? Well... Apparently, they have broken up. There will be no wedding. And I'm sure Michael is so relieved. What a weird dynamic that is. Yeah, it was. So they did the whole buzz thing on Instagram where they were 
posting up little things. Should your friends unfollow your ex? They unfollowed each other, and you know whatever how they do it. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a, a scenario in my life where that would be like me dating. Or you got to think about somebody that your frenemies with, and then that's yeah, just you weird. go for their ex. It's a real, di- it's a real dynamic. It's a mess. Weird. It's a mess. I'm sure it added so much stress to Michael's life, and he's got to be so relieved. How much money did Jeff Bezos save by moving to South Florida when he left Seattle? Pretty good chunk of money. $600 million in taxes over the last year. Now, I know for him that's probably not a lot, but I'd take an extra $600 million, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Florida does not have... um, they don't tax income. They don't uh, tax the capital gain. So he was able to save a lot of money. And apparently Bezos, for some reason, is trying to get back the title of the world's richest man. He just liquidated 12 million shares of his Amazon stock. That got him about $2 billion. And by the end of the year, he aims to have sold 50 million shares. That'll get him $8.5 billion. He still owns 10% of Amazon shares worth $168 billion. That's crazy. So he took over Richest Man in 2017, held it to 2021. So it's been a while. And Elon Musk has kind of been dwindling a bit. He lost $29 billion this year because of a Tesla stock plunge. And then he lost his lucrative compensation package. So he's been losing. So I guess uh, Jeff Bezos is going back after the crown. So is Elon Musk only worth seven hundred billion? It's honestly, it just yeah. <laughs> oh well, they'll be all right. Coming up here in a couple minutes, we'll uh, try to get Virginia back on. We got a round of do it, bitch, here today, where we uh, pair up with uh, a partner that hopefully we know what they know when it comes to given topics. you got to guess how many they can get right in 10 seconds. We will have Suits and Denny's versus Virginia and the Bird. KVJ. Listen up, y'all, because here's the sitch. It's time for another round of do it, bitch. 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 Do it, do it. Do it, bitch. Do it, bitch. All righty, here we go. Big old competition going on today with Denny's and Suits taking on Virginia and Jaybird. Hollywood Billy said, I am on a 10-game winning streak. I have won 16 of the last 17 and do it, bitch. Wow. How about that? Okay. That's noteworthy. Yeah. Okay. So we've got Virginia is a gambler here today, and... She is right behind Suits as the second best gambler. Okay, Jaybird, you are the responder paired up with Virginia. You guys win with this combination at a 38% rate. Yeah, it's kind of, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's going to drop today. <laughs> Suits is the gambler for the other team. Denny's is the guesser. They win at a 50% clip. Yeah, I know. Never tell me the odds. Okay. All right, this uh, could be an interesting little matchup here today. All right, so we have Suits and Virginia, I believe, on the phone here to compete today and do it be. All right, we got you, Suits. Yep, I'm here. Virginia, we got you. Hey. Okay. All right, so here's what we got today. We have got Denny's and Suits, Virginia and the Bird. Our gamblers are Suits and Virginia. 
Okay. <laughs> you ready for this, Virginia? I'm so ready. Okay, she's so ready. <laughs> okay, let me see here. Denny's and Suits, Virginia and Jaybird. I am going to go with... I'm going to go with uh, Jaybird today as a responder. Hmm. Huh. Gravest mistake. <laughs> Take some of the pressure off. Okay, so here's what we got. We got the gambler who's going to be driving up the odds here. And our first topic, marijuana strands. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Marijuana strands. Okay. We are going to start off here with Suits. Suits, how many can Denny's name in 10 seconds? I mean, this is the category set up for my boy. I'm going to start this at seven. Seven strands of marijuana in 10 seconds. Okay. Virginia, what do you think about with uh, Jaybird? Do we need to raise that number, or do you want to call Denny's on doing seven? Bird can do eight. Bird can do eight. Suits? I mean, Denny's can definitely do nine. Wow. Virginia, nine and ten seconds is where we are. You want to call Denny's on that or raise it? I think Bird can do ten. Ten in ten seconds. <laughs> Suits, what are you going to do here? I, I think I'd like to see this. Bird... Yeah, yeah, I can't. Yes, all right. <laughs> ten weed strands in ten <laughs> seconds. Your time begins now. Maui Wowie, grape ape, uh, cheddar, cheddar. You got cheese. You got. Uh, uh, I I can't. I'm not. Are you named st- for though? I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I'm not going strands, man. Okay. I'm terrible. I'm actually terrible. I, I like to make up strands. <laughs> I, I, I just want to see real quick. Denny's, could you do nine in ten seconds? Probably. Okay, let me see what you can do. Uh, this doesn't count. This All is right. just for fun. Exhibition here. Your time begins now. Lemon haze, strawberry haze, uh, purple haze. You've got white rhino. Uh, you've got sour diesel. You've got X cookies, Girl Scout cookies. You've got green machine. You have Durban poison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, just, I was trying to say ones you didn't say. I, I just... Pretty impressive. Very, very impressive. <laughs> Pretty impressive. That one, that's a category I like. <laughs> Sometimes I'll get like Grammy winners. I, I have no clue. Okay. The next topic that we got here in Do It Bitch is original HBO or Max, however you want to call it, shows and movies. Okay, Virginia, we go to you. How many of those can Jaybird name in 10 seconds? Jaybird can do four. Jaybird can do four. You say. Okay. All right. At four. All right. What do you want to do here with that, Suits? Razor call. There are a good amount of these. I I think Denny's can do six. Six for Denny's. Virginia, what about Bird? Uh, Bird can do seven. Bird can do seven. Okay. Suits, what do you think? Do you want to raise or call uh, here? I don't think Denny's can do eight. I'm going to have to say do it, Bird. Okay, Bird, seven 
original HBO Max shows and movies in 10 seconds. Your time begins now. Hardcore TV, not necessarily the news. Curb your enthusiasm. Mr. Show, Larry Sanders, True Blood. Uh, you've got uh, uh, Lo- uh, White Lotus, uh, Sex in the City, just like that. I think you got to nine. Yeah, I think you did. Wow. Wow, how about that? You've done that, Dennis? No, no, no. You, I, I would have tapped out earlier. <laughs> did you do Sopranos or Game of Thrones? I didn't. Okay, all right. Yeah, I you wanted, did old ones. I never even I wanted to get obscure ones done first, just in case I drew a blank at the end. Gotcha, okay. And Ooh. I did draw a blank in the end, so... <laughs> You're a big I, HBO guy, though. That's <sighs> Okay, we're tied at one apiece now. Ooh. Good job, Bird. Thank you, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Our next topic here, cold cuts. Okay, Suits. How many cold cuts can Denny's name in 10 seconds? Different kinds of cold cuts. I think Denny's can name five different types of cold cuts. Virginia, what do you think about with Jaybird? The bird can do six. Six, okay. Um, what do you think? Do you want to raise or call that, Suits? We're at six cold cuts in 10 seconds right now. I think Denny's can do seven. Can do seven. Virginia, did we raise that or call that? I got a bet on the bird. Got to go eight. This this is where it starts to get tricky. Okay, where? But I'm gonna. Uh, I got to go eight. So you're gonna go eight cold cuts in ten seconds. Suits. What do you want to do with that? I man, I just think nine's too many. I'm gonna say do a bird. Okay, eight cold cuts in. 10 seconds. Bird, your time begins now. Turkey, roast beef, ham, chicken, a cup of cola, salami, roast beef, uh, 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 chicken, uh, uh, salami, papa cola, cheese, roast beef! Uh, I had seven, and then I heard three repeats. I I, I think I I I got seven with repeats. Three repeats after the seven. You could have had liverwurst, head cheese, Uh, tongue. Did we do corned beef in there? I drew a blank. Okay, it looks like that is going to Denny's and Suits. They're up two to one, one away from a win. Okay. All right, let's see. You want obscure meats, too. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Next topic that we got. <laughs> I do suck at this game. No, Round four. Dude, I suck at this game. Alec Baldwin movies. Oh, God. Alec so funny. Baldwin movies. <laughs> Virginia, how many can Jaybird name in 10 seconds? Oh, my gosh. I like Baldwin movies. Yep. Bird can do three. He can do three. Suits, what do you want to do with Denny's? I think that Denny's can do four. Virginia, raise your call. Uh, I'm going to go to five. Going to go to five. We're at five. Alec Baldwin movie. Suits, what do we do? This is tough because I don't want to leave it at a low number. But I feel like that this is a tough category. Yeah. I'm going to say do it. Five Alec Baldwin movies in 10 seconds. If Bird can't, the game is over. Bird, your time begins now. Beetlejuice, Forking Girl, uh, Chuck and Larry. uh, Beetlejuice 2, uh... 
The one when he straight. Oh gosh, it's, that's hard. Uh, I had like married uh, to the mob. I could. I had Beetlejuice married to the mob. That was you got girl. the hunt for Red October. That's right. She's having a baby. Notting Hill. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. That's the, oh, that was the one. The Departed. Yeah, Ross. The Departed. <laughs> Boss Baby, Along Rush. Came Polly, Cat in the Hat, Pluto Nash, Royal Tenenbaums, Cats and Dogs. That's I mean. so hard. <sighs> okay. I got a loss. Took my first loss in a while <sighs> here. Went against the numbers, and it cost me here today. All right, Virginia and Jaybird. They're the ones taking the loss as well, and that means we have got a special Fat Tuesday punishment for the three of us coming up next. The KVJ Show. Time to pay off a little bit of a punishment here for our losers and for me who chose them to get a win today. It just did not work out for Virginia Bird and myself losing to Denny's and Suits. And since today is Fat Tuesday... What we're going to be doing is we're all going to have a nice big old spoonful of fat. I see a big old block of lard over there. Virginia's in New Orleans, but you got fat in front of you as well, Virginia? I do. I have Crisco. Okay, good. That'll that'll work out. Maybe you can uh, go on ahead and uh, make a video of you doing that. All right, do I we have another try- spoon, Denny's? You could just share mine, Kev, after I go if you okay. want. I mean... Oh, okay. Denny's got me a spoon right here. Yeah, okay. you want your lard right now? There yeah. You go. Let me go ahead. It's a uh, wow. Lard looks just. Yeah. Ooh, look at that. Just straight lard right there. Right there. Is okay. that big enough? Is that oh, big yeah, enough? Oh yeah. Here, give me a, give me a little bit more then. Yeah, I don't want to be all done here by the barrel. Let me. Okay. There all we right. go. We got enough lard for everybody. Okay. All right. Here we go for Fat Tuesday. Kind oh. of a cheers to Fat Tuesday. Just a straight old big old scoop of lard. Cheers. Right down the hatch. All right, here we go. You doing yours, Virginia? Three, yeah. two, one, go. Oh, that's so gross. Oh, my gosh. I'm waiting for Suits to, I know he's showing Virginia. I want to make sure he shows me so I get credit for it here so people don't think I'm not doing it. Oh, that is so gnarly. Oh, my gosh. That's the worst I thought. All right, Suits, here I go. Oh, that is. Uh. Oh, that's so gross. <laughs> Put them out. Oh, wow. That is worse than I thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. Oh, it is so... Oh, oh, it coats your whole mouth, your lips. It's hard to get down. It's pretty rough. Oh. It's making me drool. <coughs> oh. That's uh, oh, not gosh. pleasant. Oh, my gosh. Yo. Oh. Oh. oh, I'm having a hard time with this. Oh, I'm drooling. Huh? Wow. Gross. Okay. Oh, I was not a good God. one to lose. Oh, that's gotta make you feel a lot better after a whole day of drinking, right, Virginia? I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna bob it. Oh boy. I. Uh, All right, we'll go enjoy that. I can't believe how hard that was. Hmm. I can't. I can't get it all down. I'm still working on it. I don't know if that's gonna. All right, I'm not trying to be gross here, but we just did eat a bunch of lard. I have a feeling if I went in right now to do that uh, virtual scan of my heart, it wouldn't be as good as it was before. That was terrible, dude. I'm not going to lie. That, uh, man, I'm kind of mad, too. It, just, it was so bad. <laughs> so that is terrible. Okay, there you go. Fat Tuesday, baby. I still don't have it all down. It was tough to get down. Ooh. 
Yeah. You did it. Good job, everybody. Okay, all done. You got it, Virginia. Did you throw up? Yeah, I'm going to Ralph. Okay. All right, we'll let uh, Virginia go, Ralph. Yeah. Miss ya. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Wow. The KVJ Show. Ow! There's a lot of dumbass criminals to talk about, baby. It's the Whacked Out News. People breaking the law. Ha-ha, fighting in the nude. Ha, drunk people pooping in the street. Ha-ha, it's the Whacked Out News. So many people are meth. Ow! Not even sure if this is uh, news anymore. But I saw that the uh, Brightline collided with another car late last night. This time in Okeechobee and Quadrant on West Palm Beach. It's unclear if anybody was hurt in the accident. But again, our regular PSA about stay off the dang Brightline tracks, man. Those trains move fast, y'all. Another uh, little message, too, for jerks out there that uh, keep doing burnouts on the Pride Intersection in Delray Beach that's there at Northeast 1st Street and Northeast 2nd Avenue. They do catch you. It's not working out for these dudes. Now it's a 19-year-old named Dylan Brewer from Clearwater. He had his truck with his, you know, whatever flag on the back. That's what they do. They put whatever that flag is that they want on the back, and then they do a burnout across the Rainbow Stripe Crosswalk. And, you know, they really doubled down on that. Some people consider that to be a hate crime. And... People are just not a big fan of that. It's, you know, you're desecrating something that a lot of people really hold in high esteem here in South Florida. He did it on February 4th. They do have cameras right there. They have cameras everywhere. They do. So they always have video of you. I mean, it's just kind of a message for anybody that's going to be doing this. He was charged with felony criminal mischief over $1,000 in reckless driving. I don't know if you want that on your record. Is that on video somewhere? Have you seen the video? Yeah, I saw the video. I had a video today and then... Uh, you know, they, they got the other guy, too. It's the second time within the past three years that a person has done that. In June of 2021, a 20-year-old Lantana dude was arrested. He left a 15-foot-long skid mark in the intersection. $17,000 in damage. Alexander Jarich is his name. He was placed on two years probation back in June of 2022. That's all he got for that. Should have got more. I agree. I don't think it was enough. I think he had to apologize and do all these kind of things, but... Yeah, it didn't feel like enough because obviously the message isn't out there to leave that intersection alone. There is a uh, couple that attempted an armed robbery at a Lowe's hardware store in Cape Coral while wearing matching Cookie Monster pajamas. Oh, how cute. A C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. Oh, Cookie, Cookie, Cookie starts with C. Um, I don't think they did the right move there. I would have maybe tra- I would have not dressed in that. Cookie Monster wasn't the way to go. I don't think that was the way to go. Something else. Yeah, they tried to leave the store without paying for several items, and when they got approached by the store's loss prevention team, the guy revealed a gun in his waistband. He made some threats to him, left the store. Police canvassed the area, and they didn't get the couple at first, but on Monday, they found him, and they have arrested them now for armed robbery. Did he, did he sound like Cookie Monster, or did he drop that whole act? You will let me go. Good night about Cookie Monster, Kev. Okay, I'll work on it. 63-year-old Methodist pastor in Connecticut was arrested on Friday after police found meth in the vehicle he was driving. 
He had meth in both rock and liquid forms and is now facing drug charges. He puts the meth in Methodist, huh? Good for him. Sure, his church is really appreciative of that. 25-year-old man in Nashville got uh, arrested last week for going into a library and really getting into it, if you know what I mean. Oh, really? One hand holding the book, one hand holding something else. He was uh, temporarily able to avoid being cuffed because his hands were well lubricated, so the cuffs just slid right off of him. But, you know, there are a lot of people who go into the library and just try to look at adult materials. There's a, there's a, dude, there's a video on YouTube where this guy, he's not looking at complete adult material, but he's looking at stuff that's, you know, bikini stuff. And okay. and you can tell, he just there, there's, there's bare breasts. He doesn't think anyone's watching him. Whole thing's being filmed. He looks up. <laughs> and I mean, <laughs> that moment of the realization. shame in his eyes <laughs> as he's getting caught in the library. I love that. That's great. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's probably uh, what was going on with this dude. Well, they say that cocoa prices are surging, which is bad news on the eve of Valentine's Day. They say it's mostly due to climate conditions in West Africa. So like everything else, you might be paying more for your chocolate this year. It's not cocoa, it's cocaine. Similar plant, though. Five tons of it were found in a home in Colombia. It was on its way to the U.S. Five tons of cocaine worth $150 million. So five tons, I can't even, I don't even know. That's a, just a lot. Is that a large what? Two elephants? Is that one elephant? That's like one night at space in Miami. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> That's what you're looking at. That's a lot of cocaine. I don't know if you saw this. Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash drivers in Miami are going to be going on strike tomorrow to protest pay disparities. Now, does that include Instacart stuff? Because I get it kind of of mixed up sometimes with Uber Eats, Instacart. I think they're a separate company from what I know. Now, I never order delivery, so I'm not positive. I I know the Uber, Lyft, DoorDash... Now, Uber's trying to combat this word by saying that they believe it's only going to be a small number of drivers who plan to participate. And if that's the case, that's not a very effective protest. So it would be kind of interesting to see just how many people do partake. I have heard that there are a lot of uh, disparities. In fact, South Florida is one of the worst areas for driving for... Uh, one of those things like Uber or Lyft because of the pay disparities. Apparently, it's worse in South Florida than it is a lot of other places. Yeah. So, I don't know. If you uh, know anything, can you speak to that? Are you an Uber or Lyft driver? Uh, you can uh, hit us up, 877-979-WRMF. The KVJ Show. Tomorrow is going to be valentine's day Ooh, oh oh yeah day of love day of love is coming tomorrow had this debate before is valentine's day a good day to propose or not if it can be why why should it not because why some people think it's corny because it's the day of love if I you guess and your mate would, love it then yeah. I, it's not corny i guess they go predictable and sometimes corny and predictable is Makes the world go around. Yeah, you're right. I guess you just got to know, you know, who your partner is. And there will be many proposals that will go around tomorrow. Now, the question is, do you have a good idea or do you have a bad idea for a proposal? 
saw some guy propose to his girlfriend with a giant marry me tattoo on his thigh and it said marry me and then it had the check boxes for yes and no so he had to drop his pants for her to even see the tattoo some tells me she's not surprised by his antics that seems like a big move that you don't all of a sudden just do in a relationship and you're shocked by it do you think she said yes I'm going to say something like that. Yes, I do think she said yes. She did. Yep. She, you, don't, you don't make a move like that unless you know what kind of relationship you're in. There was a guy in Russia who hired a film director and a stuntman to help him fake his own death right in front of his girlfriend. So he's on the ground covered in blood, <laughs> dead. They declare him dead. That's ridiculous. She's devastated. She starts to lose her mind, and as she starts freaking out... He pops up and proposes. <laughs> and, and I'm supposed to guess whether or not she said yes or no. Did she say yes? In America, I don't think she says yes. I'm not sure where this was at. Russia. I th- this is tough, man. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yes. She did. <laughs> <laughs> she went from bawling in hysterics to laughing out loud. That's over the top. I'm like, wow. Okay, so what I want to hear is a pretty crazy proposal. And then we will guess whether you accept it or not. Or it could be a friend that you know. But I want to hear something that's not your traditional proposal. You'd be going, I don't know. Because the proposal was so interesting, would you say yes or no? Hit us up with it. 877-979-WRMF right now here at the KBJ Show. KBJ. Well, get ready. Could be happening tomorrow. If you're in a serious relationship, will you get a proposal on Valentine's Day? Now, every single one of these that uh, people have texted in, they are all yeses. So maybe we can go with the most interesting proposal here. Brock said uh, he proposed to me in his childhood bedroom while his mother watched. Um... Would that bother you? Would that make you feel weird? I would feel weird, probably. Yeah. I, you're asking a guy. You shouldn't ask about weird. <laughs> Takes a lot for you to be like, yeah, that's well, weird. Well, how do we know the, re- the relationship? Maybe they're all close mm-hmm. with one another. Maybe yeah, the mom out. helped the, the daughter out on something, and it was a, a special moment. for. We don't know the situation. Yeah. Okay. That so, one was just random. It, when you read it out loud, yes, it does sound weird. <laughs> Lisa said he proposed to me through a text message in the middle of us arguing. He texted, will you just shut up and marry me? <laughs> Please tell me. It was all caps. <laughs> shut up and marry did me. Did it work? Yes, it did. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm reading these and they're they're preposterous. <laughs> he hid the ring in our baby's diaper in poo and I went and found it and he's like, so? I was like, huh? Is I, that- guess, I mean, that's I guess that's cute. I just, man, I just cleaned some poop last night and it was but awful. But your ring is in poo and I, I don't well, know. Well, I would not find it because when it's when I open right. it, the diaper and it's really messed up, I get a couple towels out on the side and then it's just clean up and toss. I don't even really look at it. That's what I would think. I would be so afraid that you wouldn't find the ring. I, I mean, I would never do that, and it's yes. pretty over the top, but I see what they were going for. Cute, baby, oh my gosh, you think you're doing something gross, and it's, oh my god. I'd miss it. They'd be like, check that diaper, I'd go, why? That would be, that would so be at the dump 
at some point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to be looking just, in the night. Because I throw it up like you. I do the same thing. Same here, yeah. It's just it's pretty pretty amazing where people's minds go for some of these things. Pizza Hut uh, once offered their $10 pizza box meal deal. It would come with a ruby engagement ring, limo service, flowers, and a fireworks show, as well as a videographer to capture the moment. Videographer. That would be... Uh, that was a promotion they were in? Yeah, back in 2012. Did it 12 years ago. That's I mean, not I a mean bad, that's a pretty good move. That's a pretty good move. I kind of like that, doing a promotion where it's all-encompassing, one person wins it, and you got the whole thing set up. For you got lot, the show, videographer, everything you want. For a lot of people, that'd be a pretty cool thing. Yeah. And I got to tell you, this might be the best proposal I have ever seen. This one does rank at least number one, unless somebody can beat it. Do you remember the guy that took his girlfriend to a movie theater? They're sitting pretty much in the front row, and they're watching the trailers to movies. All of a sudden, this trailer comes on, and it's him. And she's like, what is going on? He knocks on a door. Her father opens it. He goes in and says, I love your daughter. I want to ask her to marry me. Can I get your blessing? He says yes. And at that moment, the lights come on in the theater. He drops to one knee. She starts crying. She says yes. Somebody filmed that. They put that up on YouTube, and it got 27 million views yeah. in like a week. I mean, that, I don't know that I've seen one that's better than that. Was everybody in the theater in on it? Because I could see a couple people. Hey, we're here to see a movie. Yeah, all right, I get it. That'd be the one time I go to the theater. I just want to see the movie, get in. Yeah. I'm on a schedule. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's all about you guys. We're here to see a movie. That'd be the one right. time I go. My KVJ show. Tomorrow is the day of love. Valentine's Day is upon us. Do you need to get something for your partner? If you've been together for a while, maybe you don't. They say couples on average stop giving Valentine's Day gifts or cards at the six-year mark. They stop doing it. Yes, on average. Six-year mark, they're like, ah, we're good. Here's my whole thing I never understood. I'll hear people get, especially dudes, they get mad about Valentine's oh, I'm going to buy a gift. But if you if you legit like your mate, you should shouldn't love it. you yeah. be excited to get them a present for Valentine's it's Day? It's a chance for you to do something that makes them happy. Yeah, or in yeah. any relationship that you, you really uh, like. Shouldn't you be kind of jacked up to do something kind of cool for them? And every chance or you I, get. Am I just speaking crazy? No, I, I really think you should. I don't think you should complain about it. I yeah. think it's a really bad look to fight that. I, I think that's a that is a the dumbest hill to die on. Well, I just get it. Oh, they're trying to make more money on the holiday. I get all that. So, yeah. But so, so what? So they probably made the holiday just because people weren't buying gifts for each other at all. So oh. it's like if you don't ever buy a gift for your you know significant other. That's the day to do it. I just right. think, aren't you chilling? Be looking for days to just have fun on. At this point, I think anything that gives a smile to you is just worth it. You well, know, if you can do anything that's little like that and have it be a positive gesture, like I said, relationships a thing you will learn. It is all deposits and withdrawals. Mm -hmm. If you can make an easy little deposit into your relationship, just do it. Now, Shut up, the, just do it. On the other end, I think it's obnoxious and stupid to expect the whole world giving to you on Valentine's Day as well. But just mm. like a little, you know, something cozy and fun to do. I think you'd want to do. Why would that be such a bad thing? Yeah, know. I mean, within reason. Now, Within reason. I, I did see that there is a opportunity if you have seen Sleepless in Seattle mm -hmm. and you remember that whole uh, Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan, how cute that was, and they're on the top of the Empire State Building. 
There is a deal that you can get for Valentine's Day where you can enjoy a private dinner on the 102nd floor of the Empire State Building. And you will be just like them. And it's only available to one couple. So it's you. It's secluded. It is supposed to be the perfect sleepless in Seattle type of date. How much does this dinner cost Denny's? What is your guess? Gosh, it's got to be a lot. How much? Uh, I'll one couple. 50,000. 50,000 bird. 17 grand. You're going 17. Bird is closer. $10,000. I went high just because I thought they're exclusive to one people. You always go high. (laughs) I know no other way. $10,000. But... Damn. That's a pretty look. If if you got crazy money, that's a that's a pretty solid. Oh, uh, so they would be happy with pretty that. Pretty solid Valentine's, and especially if they love Sleepless in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And here it is. It's Valentine's Day, and you are getting on the elevator, and they don't know what's going on. And all of a sudden, there's a table, and there's a dinner, and it's just you sitting there having. That's it's pretty. It's a pretty badass Valentine's Day date. When is the last time either one of you have seen Sleepless in Seattle? Well, it's very hard for me to say a cracker, cracker <sighs> peanut butter in my mouth. It's been a while. 15 years. Yeah. Easily, I, no. 15 to 20. It's been a minute. Okay. 20, it's a, 40, I think it's a really good movie. Is the ending just a little, oh. is it rushed with the love they know when they go up there and they, it, I'm just wondering, does the ending still play with modern day eyes? Or is or, it too so rushed? you seen that movie? Suits hasn't seen it. We should wow. make a watch. time today. <laughs> you should make a watch. Suits, you got to watch Sleepless in Seattle. That's a good movie. I had the soundtrack too. I, th- I think it's a great movie. I, just, I, I do see what you're saying, but I, I think they did it for that reason to say that sometimes there's just a click. Yeah. And, yeah. And a connection. And, and I, I would say I was that way with my wife Kim. We hung out day one, um, and we just were. We always wanted to be together. After that, I, I think it does happen sometimes. Sometimes it's a slow burn, and that's good too. But I think they were going for that—the lightning struck, and yeah, I just knew. always want to be. They just, they knew. just right, right when they locked knew. eyes. All right. Parody and communication. I'm back in. You sold me. I'm back in. You're back in. I'm back. <laughs> okay, I got a question for you. Who is your all-time favorite rom-com couple? Is it Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan from Sleepless in Seattle? I mean, it's a strong contender. I mean, who else is there? You've got you got I, uh, Matthew I, McConaughey uh, from How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. You got Sweet Home Alabama. I mean, that's a great one. Those you, are those are probably uh, my top three. Uh, Hope floats. You got Harry Connick Jr. and Sandra Bullock. I'm gonna go uh, Clark and Ellen from Vacation. Oh, they both do a lot. That's an outlier. <laughs> that's an outlier. Yeah, <laughs> they both do everything. You're right. That does kind of work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who Who is your favorite fictional couple? Don't have to be a, a rom com, but yeah, just because you're like, man, I love that relationship. I'd love to hear what you got. Eight seven seven nine seven nine WRMF. Kevin, Virginia, and Jason. Well, we're talking about this date that you could buy for Valentine's Day which is a dinner for two on the 102nd floor of the Empire State's building in New York City. $10,000, though. Not bad, not bad. But we're talking about the movie that gave you that idea, Sleepless in Seattle, and that's where Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, they meet on the top of the Empire State building. And if you were dating somebody that loved that movie and thought it was the most romantic thing ever, 
can't beat that idea. But can you beat Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan for the best fictional couple of all time? <laughs> and I hate to say it because it's going to sound like I'm bitter in love. All I can do is think about the couples I can't stand that are together. Oh, the ones yeah. you hate, yeah. <laughs> I've got as equally as good of a list of that. There is. Someone suggested Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawn, Overboard. That came Back up. in the day. That came up. Yeah, because I just a second ago, I, I talked about her daughter, Kate Hudson, um, with Matthew McConaughey and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. But then someone really kind of pointed out, it's kind of a sick kind of game the Kurt premise. Russell's character did. She Goldion's character has amnesia. He tricks her into thinking they are married, had a family, yeah. they were together. Oh, wow. <laughs> because she didn't pay him for his the job he did on the boat for her. You, you ever see While You Were Sleeping? With yes. The, that's the same kind of premise. The guy that she has a crush on gets yeah. in an accident, loses his memories in the hospital, and she pretends to be his girlfriend or his fiance. It is that's kind of twisted. That's yeah. real life. That's, Dude, that's, that's sick. That's a whacked out news story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's sick. It is but pretty messed if up. there's love at the end. But I tell you what, though. The love at the end, Denny, is, it makes it all good. Okay, what would be number one out of this list? People have texted in some other ones. I had already mentioned my top three would be the Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. They did that. They did You Got Mail. They had a few. You have Josh Lucas, Reese Witherspoon, and Sweet Home Alabama, and then How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Some of the other suggestions, Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore. They've done a few 51st dates. They the did wedding Blended. Singer. Okay. Blended was terrible, though, I thought. Yeah, it wasn't that good. <laughs> 51st dates. The worst one. <laughs> <laughs> the other two are pretty good, though. Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan for When Harry Met Sally. That's from Melissa and Davey. Meg, yeah. Who's better, Meg Ryan, Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan, Frank, uh, and Tom Hanks? It's definitely Tom Hanks. Yeah, I would just say it's definitely Tom Hanks. Not even close. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Hugh Grant and Sandra Bullock in two weeks' notice. Yeah, you got them. Okay, I didn't even think about that one. You forget about Hugh Grant. He did a lot of movies in the early 2000s. Yeah, he did. Late 90s, early 2000s. And uh, Nicolas Cage and Cher and Moonstruck. That's a good, I mean, that is a good movie. Underrated movie. Could you make a case what, for that one? Oh, oh, yeah, I mean, definitely. The ones I'm going to uh, start saying, I was going to do Nicolas Cage, Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker from Honeymoon in Vegas. All right. But I don't think anyone knows that movie. And that's an underrated movie from the 90s. Nicolas Cage and Leaving Las Vegas, not as fun. Very depressing and still good chemistry, though. Yeah, you're right, they did. With okay. Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Those are the top responses that we're getting. We'll uh, put up a poll here today, and we'll have uh, the results tomorrow. It's KBJ. It sounds like she's going to have maybe three different parts to her new album or whatever her project is going to be and some people are just saying i don't know if i'm feeling the uh beyonce country music angle and i don't know how country loves that i'm trying to think of how many artists have been established firmly in another genre and they jump into country because i think there are country people that they're like look we're not it's not like this easy genre that you can jump into and just start cranking out hits I think people who truly love country and the country music fan, they see through it. They're like, so you think that country music's so basic and so easy that you can just come in here and, con and conquer our genre with no problem? I think it comes down to making good music. People have done it before. Uh, uh, Hootie, Darius Rucker did it. Yeah. He came from a pop world. He pop did. rock. That's the 
That's that's one of your best examples. That's the one. And I mean, look, he broke a lot of barriers. I thought what he did was absolutely amazing. I remember, I think it was Jennifer or Jessica Simpson that uh, gave it a shot. And she had done a couple hits back in the early 2000s, that white T-shirt song, mm-hmm. whatever she had. And then she tried something in country, and it did not take. I think Pink, has, hasn't Pink done a little bit of that crossover slightly? She, yeah, but she did a song with Kenny Chesney. And so they did a song. It was a great song. People seem to be okay with it. If you go in with an established artist, I think that works. Yeah, it's kind of like we had the Enrique Iglesias that uh, we played today, where he is jumping in with Miranda Lambert. And I think you got a much better chance of something like that hitting where you got an established artist. That's how they did it with El King, because she had done Alternative, and then they put her in with a guy named Dirks Bentley. And they wound up getting a hit. Now, she they kind of seemed to regard her as country until she started dropping F-bombs at the tribute for Dolly Parton at the Grand Ole Opry, and now I'm not sure where she stands. I mean, I get it. She had a bad night. There's been a lot of people who've been on that stage and have dropped a lot of F-bombs before. I, I mean, but that are drunk, but you still hear about it. Yeah. It, it does happen sometimes. I hear you. Yeah, so it, it, it comes up. But, yeah, there's a lot of people that are skeptical that uh, Beyonce is going to be able to hit it in country. And maybe it's just for her to throw something out that's a novelty. Maybe it's a song that you don't expect it to hit. Is it because country talk such a large genre? Is it because it makes so much money that people are jumping into it? Yeah, I, th- I think it's doing well. I, I don't know that country's ever really been healthier than it is now, but some people who do love country, the one big knock that they have, if you listen to it, it is very poppy. These yeah. days, there's not much difference. In fact, you know, we play a lot more country songs than I think we have in a while. There's a higher frequency of country songs that, I mean, look, we got Jelly Roll. Yeah. You know, that we're playing. That's that's one of the songs that was well-established in country before it came over because it, it doesn't sound any different. It's technically pop music. Bird calls it pop of the twang. It's but it's always like to me. Yeah. It's always been that way. Even in the eighties and nineties and the two thousands, yeah. it's always there been. Periods, yeah. they're, they're, they're pop songs just kind of mixed up. And I'm talking about commercial country. Right. Mm-hmm. And of course, you'll be able to find your all right now. Come on, like your traditional country. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of pop slash country. But it's been going on for a minute, Dennis. It has. It has. I think uh, didn't Taylor Swift start off in country and then transition into pop? She did, and that seems to be the easier road to go. Because I think there was a higher bar to cross going into country. Just because they look at people be like, who's this outsider? Mm-hmm. Thinking they're going to come in here and just be a big old star. Oh, well, wait. And now if she goes back to country. Now, oh, she's coming back to country and NFL? I think, you know what, they <laughs> seem to welcome her. You still hear Taylor Swift on country stations. I, I think she's got one of the smartest plays because her songs you could easily countryfy. And I think she could... Re-record it, country version, pop yep. version, do two different types. There yep. are some people who really hate country, though. Hey, oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it hits hits them with a passion. But you wonder have they heard it all? Have they? Are they, sometimes people just hate to hate? Oh, like me. I mean, I'm very guilty of it. I hate techno. I hate techno. I've heard some techno songs I've liked before. I just mm. don't. There's there's. The ones that are so obnoxious. Just overall. Yeah, overall. But yeah, I mean, every genre's got stuff that you can you can find that you might like a little bit better. If you found the top 10%, I would challenge a lot of people. And I think the way it is with Contra, I was this way warming back up to it. It's familiarity. 
And if you took the top 10 percentile, the absolute best songs, and a lot of these are Taylor Swift songs that she's written and whatever you listen to, and you listen to them for a while, you'd probably be like, all right, there's a few songs I like. I, can see that. I, I did that with the Black Eyed Peas, the <laughs> one group that I tried, and I just I did not find anything. Here. Never. I just, I'm sorry. <laughs> There's also just some groups that you're never going to like, <laughs> no matter how many times you play them or what you do with it. All right, we got uh, more KVJ that's going to be coming up. It's called The After the Show. If you got any comments that you'd like to uh, drop in on us to be part of the conversation, you can do that. Just send us an email, mail at kbjshow.com. Watch it live starting here in about 10 minutes. It's going to be available on YouTube, also on Twitch, or wherever you get your podcast. Bird, before we get there, if you would, wrap us up with your thought for the day. When you realize it's Fat Tuesday and Taco Tuesday. Oh, That's a oh, great day, my friend. That is a great day, yes. <laughs> the KVJ Show on 97.9 WRMF.